Hey everyone, today is Tuesday the 19th of July 2016. This is The Gap, episode 330. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gure is here. Yellow. And so is Mr. Jeremy Jungus Ray. Well, howdy. How's everyone going this week? Good? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty all right. We've got pretty a lot of things good. to talk about, right? Pretty relaxed, yeah. Totally. We, we roped in Jeremy to make up for the fact that we haven't played shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he I has. I thought you guys would be playing heaps. Uh, oh, no, is it just Pokemon? No, just stuff I can't talk about. All uh, right. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Mm. Oh, actually, I guess... No, I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? World of Warcraft Legion. Why not? Yeah, no. Um, you don't like it. Also, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, re- I'm previewing it for um, Game Informer. Yeah. And... Uh, I don't know, man. On, on, I feel like a bad drug dealer. Yeah, Jung, Jung pushed me under the bus on that one, and uh, Nate helped. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I, I'm just I haven't played World of Warcraft in a long time ever since I kicked the habit, and uh, I'm back in again, and it's weird. Like I'm not I'm writing a, a normal preview because that's how game informal works. But if I was writing it for Somewhere else, I would be writing about the experience of returning to it as someone who used to play it mm. obsessively. Yeah. Because that is, I think, I think that's a pretty odd situation in and, and of That's something that probably a lot of people can relate to as well. Yeah. And it's, it's so weird getting in and things being vaguely familiar, but not quite the same. And Yeah. They like yeah, to change yeah. it, like, pretty much every sort of expansion. They'll go through, reset all the skill trees. It'll be completely different, and yep. you kind of forget how to play that character. <laughs> yeah. So, I've been playing... Well, I've been playing on the um, the PTR. Oh, okay. Um, playing as a demon hunter, going through the startup of all of that and stuff. Mm. And, did, uh, you never played uh, Miss, did you, Mr. Pandaria? No. So, I, I've actually done pretty well, to be honest. Uh, completely dodged mists. Uh, got out of wrath at the right time, I think. Um, but yeah, and, and Cataclysm never played Cataclysm either. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Um, it's weird. It's weird because I do recognize all the things that I enjoyed once before, even though I'm playing on my own. Um, people are still really friendly. I'm like, uh, where's the artist in? Where's the writing trainer in um, Dalaran? Because I, as a, so you, you make a, a trial character uh, who's a trial of level 100 of a, a hero. So you can check him out. And then um, you just make a fucking, you make another character. And you make your demon hunter because you need a, a level 100 character to make a demon hunter. Hmm. So you make a fake character and then you make your demon hunter as your real character and delete the other one. Um, but. The demon hunter starts at level 98 and has a lot of the stuff that they're supposed to have, but not everything. And so uh, they've got riding, but they don't have, like, the ability to fly fast flyers and stuff like that. So I'm trying to work out how the fuck I'm supposed to do that and struggling with the fact that I don't have all my bag add-ons anymore or my damage meters and all this kind of shit. And Mm -hmm. it's very weird because, like, some of the stuff, uh, Blizzard is integrated into the... The main line now. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, the like a lot of it. <laughs> Um, like quest tracking and stuff like that, although it could be better. And the maps could be way better, especially the mini-map. But, um, yeah, like, it's it's all baked in now, which is really cool. But uh, other stuff, like, it just makes the stuff that I'm missing that much more glaring. It's like, well, fuck, uh, that's awesome, but I can't navigate my fucking bags for shit. I've got, like, six bags, and I've no idea where anything fucking is, and... I can't remember how the fuck I'm supposed to get health back. <laughs> and I'm like trying to find food. I'm like, didn't I used to? Uh, oh, yeah. I used to play a fucking uh, Death Knight. So I haven't actually worried about healing since fucking, I don't know, the second expansion or whatever. Since before Death Knights dropped. So mm. since when I was still playing a fucking Warlock. Um, so, yeah, I'm like bugging out I don't, i'm not getting my health back as much as i should be and i'm like ah, what am i doing oh god i'm dying um it's odd hmm. and hmm. yeah and it's like you can tell that they've learned a lot so you can tell blizzard has learned a lot from the current sort of uh knowledge about quest design and shit but at the same time um it's still it's still world of warcraft I don't. It's not going to get me back in. I'm not. I'm not getting trapped back in on this one. I think unless unless I wind up sitting there with uh, some friends and we have a fucking amazing time, and I can see some reason to jump back in in a group of five. I'd need four other people playing with me constantly. I think. Yeah, well, that's me. There's one. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> when it drops, drops next month, right? August thirty yeah. first. So you heard it here, folks. Joby's putting out the call for uh, that is not what I'm doing. Four other friends. Oh my God. So <laughs> Drew, we'll get Drew power level Drew. Totes. <laughs> you can just do what I did. Trial a character and we'll we'll just all be demon hunters. Demon hunters can be damage or tanks, so mm. fuck it. Um but yeah. Like I like I said, I, I can I can definitely see why i got dragged in the first time um what i was saying about how yeah i asked where the fucking artist and writer uh trainer is and uh i got like a i don't know 15 tells in the space of 10 seconds mm-hmm. it's like go here go here go here i'm like oh thanks oh thanks and so, everybody being so friendly <laughs> yeah and they're like no problem or <laughs> anything for a fellow gamer i'm like what the fuck is going on in <laughs> What the fuck is going on? Going back to Overwatch where they can call me a cunt all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you can really tell when a game's on the wax and wane. Oh, uh, yeah. By how nice people are. <laughs> what they if they know the game has, like, has, the community has no trouble with population, they'll just be rude as fuck. Yeah. Are you talking about the this, this 7 million player wow population? <laughs> but it's been waning for a while. It's been on the wane. Yeah, it's still a lot of people. That is a lot. Servers have been closing, <clears throat> consolidating, stuff like that. But still, yeah. Yeah. Still got heaps, but, you know, hmm. I don't think it's what it once was. Definitely not. No, for sure. Um, cool. So, yeah, anyway, that's World of Warcraft. What's next? Uh, there's a lot. What the fuck <laughs> is Room 2? <clears throat> room 2. Uh I talked about a the first room a while back. It was an iOS uh, oh, yeah. or mobile game where you're kind of like in a puzzle room. 
yep. or an escape room type situation. Yeah. Um, and this is Room Two, which is uh, same sort of thing. It was a mobile game that they've brought over to Windows, uh, where you are once again going through like puzzle rooms and trying to solve different like gadgets and contraptions to try and work your way to the very end. Uh, this one's, I think it was about five bucks, four bucks. Um, it's got about five levels and it probably, well, I, I got through it in about two hours. So it's not a, like a huge game, but um, it's not expensive either. Uh, and yeah, it's pretty cool. Like it's got some interesting puzzles in there and there are, you know, you kind of like, it'll start off with like a, a section of the room that's kind of lit. And then once you, you know, start, moving objects around and sort of working out like the mini puzzles within this sort of small area. That's when it kind of, then something else on the other side of the room kind of opens up and then you start going backwards and forwards. And then uh, eventually it's kind of like the whole area is kind of like your little area where you're trying to, um, trying to solve all these puzzles and and get to the very end. Uh, So it's more or less like grabbing objects, turning them around, looking for codes, um, uh, going to different areas of the room and, and putting together pieces of puddle, puzzles and, and just going backwards and forwards till you get to the end. Um, and there's kind of little notes around that kind of tell you a very vague uh, story, but otherwise it's it's pretty much just a, a puzzle game. Um, and it's kind of cool, cool idea. It's nothing too, um, you know, too challenging, I would say. I didn't really get that stuck on uh, on the game. I would definitely say like comparing something we talked about a few weeks ago, which was uh, again, like inside where it's, you know, a puzzle platformer um, where the puzzles in that are very, I, I guess, uh, not, well, they're not complicated at all. Um, this one kind of gets you thinking and you've got to put bits and pieces together at least, um, which is kind of cool. Uh, so I, I quite enjoyed that aspe- aspect of it. Um, you know, it's actually a puzzle game, which is, is quite good. So if anybody wants to, um, you know, get into a type of puzzle game, then I guess this might be a really good place to start and um, check out. But if you did play the first one, um, I don't know. I, I don't think it does too much more in terms of like advancing the, uh, you know, the, the puzzle aspect of it. But, um, you know, it's something fun and, and kind of cool to, you know, it's two hours worth of your time to, to throw at. So, yeah. That's cool. Um, did you want to talk about Inside then, John, since we're talking about puzzle stuff? Uh, sure. All right, but we can't talk about Inside then because we're talking about puzzle games. So, uh, what's... I get the feeling that you guys have <laughs> talked about this. Uh, would you like to talk about the ex- exploration game known as Inside? Yes, uh, the, the holding right on the thumbstick game known as Inside. Not yeah. like we're setting John up. <laughs> for us to shit on him if he likes it but yeah no go on did you enjoy it did you enjoy it ticket <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know i i loved it yeah yeah because you love so, limbo as well yeah you, you're weird <laughs> well i did i did like limbo but um <clears throat> i mean i was the first to say that limbo is not really a puzzle game like you know and i'm the same with it like all these action games where it's like um uh like you use an ability to like in God of War, you like there's a button for like push box really far. Oh yeah, and like you do it, and then the box goes over the edge of something, and they call that a puzzle, and they put it on the dot point on the back of the box, mm. and they're like, "We have puzzles," and I'm like, "That's not a puzzle. You just use the ability that you have." Mm. 
Um, and then that's where it stopped. Uh, so that, you know, limbo is the same. It's like, that's not a puzzle. That's just pushing a box to get over a ledge. Mm-hmm. And I said that on Twitter, I was like, uh, inside has that same sort of thing where it's like a lot of its puzzles are variations on move box to get height. Yeah. Um, grab and pull things. Yeah. Um, but there are like a couple in there that I'd call puzzles. There's like two or three things that I'd call puzzles. Yeah. Um, where like you're controlling dudes in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So those, those I liked. Um, uh, yeah. They're the kind of things I wanted to see more of. Yeah, that's there's right. That, yeah. And I'd, there's that one area where you kind of, there's a couple of screens worth of puzzle, but they yeah, don't really do that again. Like, yeah. It's just a yeah, one dude puzzle or whatever. Yeah. And like, and even that's like a lot of just collecting dudes. Um, but yeah, it's like when it, when it released, when it, um, became its most puzzly, that's when I, enjoyed it the most um and uh yeah i don't know so seeing more of that would have been good but you know there there was a a good amount there for me to enjoy where it's like it only took three hours there was a couple good puzzles in it and the rest of it's just beautiful and um you know i I searched for the uh the hidden things and i thought the hidden things were like well signed posted Mm -hmm. um there's a couple that were like a bit stupid, mm-hmm. like the the act of finding them was a bit stupid. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I did like I beat it in like three hours and then it took me like six hours to get the secret, the secret ending. ending. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, it's like in one evening I had that experience, and I'm a big fan of that. Like I hate games that waste my time. So um, there's no reason to stretch that out to twelve hours. There's just no point. Um, yeah. So. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I definitely recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly not, you know, um, calling it a puzzle game. Like I probably, probably wouldn't, but it had like a couple puzzles in it. So what, what is it then? What, what does it bring to the table? I, I don't understand. What, what does it offer you if it's not a puzzle game? Because I mean, yeah, <clears throat> I'd say it offers, um, some puzzles, like, and some of the puzzles, I guess, like, you'd, you'd make a distinction between, like, puzzles that where you have to actually think and go, like, okay, do I do I take the rabbit and the wolf across the river now or, you know, that type of puzzle. Yeah. Uh, and then there's other that are a bit more physics-based where it's literally just yeah. I push the um, – and some of them are, like, I push the box, I get height, and others are, like um, – you know, you, you they make clever use of the background and the foreground, and I like that. And also uh, trial and error. Like, it did the same thing with Limbo where you get to an area and yeah. you don't jump the log or something and you, you fall over, and the next time you get to it, you know you need to jump the log. Yeah, I found there was a bit less of that, um, uh, which, was, which was good. Like, I tripped over a log, like, once, and then after that, I recognized the log. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, it offers tension, you know. It's it's got um, bits where the the dogs chase you. It's probably done once too many, but mm-hmm. uh, once too many times. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of tense moments, uh, especially once you begin to exploit the AI of the dogs. Once you realize that they will always run all the way back until you drop off the fence. Yeah, sort of robs it of of the tension. And if you wear that out the first time, then the next two yeah. times are a bit dull. Yeah, but it's still kind of. I mean, they they timed it well, and it's like it's it's fun it, for people watching, um, 
in the in the room that are like that are not playing you know they can feel the tension as well mm-hmm. um yeah and then it doesn't offer the like any story it doesn't offer any sort of uh narrative well, path i think even. it does, does yeah it? i think I, especially with the secret ending like if you're oh, um, i saw the secret ending that i mean i had headcanon um like it doesn't offer a normal story but um it's your interpretation of the story and it's kind of the way it goes yeah, and I that just, was good I, enough for me. I just and then, it's a cop out, to be honest. I, like too often, it's just a cop out uh, instead of having any like putting any real effort into a narrative into well, any, any real. Certainly fiction. not the level of Dark Souls, but I don't need it to be. Like, not everything needs to be that level, right? But Dark Souls is like minimalist already. Like, but Dark there's Souls so much there. Like, min- but. Like then there's on top of that, then you've got The Witcher and stuff like that. That's story and shit like that. But like Portal has a story, uh, Talos Principle has a story, The Witness doesn't have a story. Um, sort of has no, it doesn't have a story. Um, like what's what's the what's the drive? You know, like that's what I couldn't get my head around inevitably about the game was that i couldn't understand why i was doing any of this the fucking the twist the secret ending spoilers if you have listened to us bitch about this game for an hour and heard jung talk about for about 15 minutes and say it's good um if you still want to play it don't listen for about 60 seconds but spoilers the the secret ending uh where you take off the where you remove yourself from the controlling experience. That is such bullshit. Oh my god. That just I thought it was cool. Really? That's that's what I wanted from the secret ending. Like I before I got the secret ending, I thought I hope there's a way to stop the mind control device that they're using. And that's what I thought it would be, and it was that. And then like I went through a bit of a thing where uh, I was playing this game like after I finished this big puzzle thing that we just started on Kotaku. Yep. Um, that's where my head was at. Mm. Um, so like, and I after after we finished that, like I took a couple of days off and I just played a whole bunch of indie games. And so this was the first one I played. So like, uh, I got to the end and I was like, oh yeah, this this is gonna be like a big puzzle. And um, I started writing down all this shit and um, trying to solve it. And um, turned out to be nothing like that. Yeah. Um. It was just like a place that you go. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I was, I was, I guess, disappointed in that there wasn't some big massive puzzle like in, in the vein of Trials Evolution. But um, the actual thing, like the way it ended, that's what I hoped it was. Mm-hmm. I was like, because that's the happy ending in my mind. You know, like the the real, the actual ending is like some kind of horrific, like, I guess this is good. Uh, because I'm dead now, and like, and the way it's like, what's that movie yeah. where it's, um, is it like Alien or something where there's that thing that's just like, kill me, you know? Mm. It's like, you end up like that type of thing. Um, but uh, that's not really a happy ending. So the happy ending for me was like, I hope there's a way where I can just um, win, like, and in, in shutting off the mind control is winning. No, they're throwing it in your faces. They're, they're throwing in. They're like, oh. Oh, you like the at each stage you control. Oh, you you only control because we allow you to control. Oh, now you only control, but we only allowed you to control by infecting you by evolving you. Oh, you only control the blob because we allow you to control. And the secret ending is oh, 
we've removed your control. You've removed your control. You are like everything is pointless. There's nothing, nothing. There's no ending to anything. Every, like fuck everything. Fuck life. The I see was like right. Garbage. The thing that you kill at the end, I see that as killing the mind control for the whole region. Like they can't mind control anyone anymore. Uh, I guess you might see it that way. That is very ha- glass half full way to look at it. Because uh, it was connected to, like, it was connected to the mega thing. I thought the they were being meta. It seemed very meta to me. I read it as a meta statement right. about the uh, nature of video games. All mm. uh, right. Yeah. Which I don't know. My I, I guess I was. I was. I guess I was on the wavelength. Like at that, by the time I saw it, I was on the wavelength of the witness, and the witness ending is there's no point to anything everything is pointless fuck all you <laughs> goodbye yeah right. and so i'm like oh cool they're doing this one again oh we're back here again are we good yeah um this just seems to be i don't know i i personally think that people who create puzzle games with no story tend to be very depressing well they try to be super clever in a story sense yeah yeah, so I can see where you got that. But yeah. Um, Especially John Blair. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I think there's, like, visually, there's a lot to get from it. There's tension to get from it. Uh, the crazy ending, I think there's there's value in that. Um, it gets pretty nuts. And uh, yeah, it's all in the space of, like, a really short time frame. So. Yeah. If you don't like it, you wasted three hours. It's not like... I did think it was well-paced. I will give it that. I mean, like, it took me, like, four and a bit hours, I think, because uh, I was fucking around looking for the extra things during my first playthrough. Mm. Um, and, I, yeah, I thought it was well-paced. Like like you were saying before, the dogs were always, like, half a step behind you by the time you got to where you needed to be. Like, they, they did the triggers really well and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'll, I'll give it that definitely. And yeah, it was. I thought it was very pretty. Although the way that they used lighting was reminiscent of Limbo, but a definite upgrade. Mm. Like it sort of evoked the same sense of uh, unease as Limbo, but it was like uh, visually significantly better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love the way the scientists at the end start like it kind of looks like they're helping you, but they're kind of just like guiding you towards a uh, a thing where they try and bait you into a trap. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I mean, all in the space of three hours, it's like how can you go wrong? Tights. Cool. What else? What's Steebs? Skeebs? Skeebs? Screeps. That's it. <laughs> So uh, you'll have to probably shut me up on this one because I can talk about this one for a while, but okay. um, it's probably not interesting to anyone other than myself. Um, it's uh, I was telling you a little bit about it a few days ago. It's like um, uh, MMO RTS where you every unit that you create you have to code yourself in JavaScript. Oh yeah, yeah, you were telling me. So. Um, you can make a unit like even to make the unit you have to use javascript you have to put in a console command um but uh then to have the unit do anything you need to script its ai um and you need to put it into a script that refreshes every tick um it gets executed every tick so um 
and then you have like a main loop uh, where you know if there's not enough harvesters it'll make one if there's not enough builders it'll make one and uh, in the main loop you're using your towers to defend your territory and stuff like that so it's really basic graphics you're given a room and there's rooms all around you and there's people in the rooms all around you and like eventually you expand into new territory and um, it's hard enough just like when you start the tutorial carries you like super hard um, and you really get the feeling doing the tutorial it's like man as soon as I have to do anything for myself I'm going to be fucked uh, and that is the case and I was pretty fucked um, mm. but uh, it's like it's super hard just doing basic stuff like telling a creep to go to the energy source collect energy and then come back um, but then you know you get the hang of it and while you're doing it, you're brushing up your JavaScript. And for me, that's cool because um, like you kind of need to know JavaScript going into it. It's not something to learn JavaScript with. Um, but if you, if you already have like a bit of a grasp on it, you can definitely brush up on your JavaScript with it. Uh, and that's kind of what I've been doing. Just like my JavaScript was mad rusty. So um, you know, I've been using it to brush it up. And then the game maker language is also very similar to JavaScript. So I'm kind of helping myself out with that too. Um, yeah, so, uh, uh, it's, uh, as you sort of expand into new territory, you, you do more and more complex stuff. You create, um, defenders that'll search and destroy, uh, going into other rooms is a big deal because it's like, you're not only, uh, telling you, you have to like adapt all your code to not just apply to the room, but to like apply to multiple rooms. It's like, am I talking about the controller in this room or the other room. Uh, yeah, eventually the whole thing will just be taken over by someone who just codes an awesome AI that uh, <laughs> takes over everything. But um, yeah, in order to do that, like you, you have uh, the amount of CPU ticks that you can use is a finite resource, and um, like it, it goes up as your your level goes up, but it's gonna cap. And it's the same with the amount of memory that you're using. So um, no matter like how big you get, like if you want to expand more and more and more, you actually need to make your code more and more efficient and uh, make it use less resources as you get bigger. So um, yeah, just inherently by playing the game, you're going to be better. At how did you find this? Uh, I think I saw it advertised on Steam. It launched on Steam. Right. Okay. And um, yeah. I just kind of saw it and uh, went, that looks fun. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> you, you saw this and you're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I just thought it was a really cool idea because um, like basically anything's possible if you can code it. So um, if you want to, you know, spread across the map and get massive, uh, you can do it if you can code it. If you want to do a very particular attack on someone else, if you can code it, you can do it. Uh, if you if like the enemy has lots of melee units, and you want to make skirmishers that uh, backtrack and then keep them at range while they attack, uh, if you can code it, you can do it. Um, there's certain things like the like attack um, properties are fixed, um, so like you know you can't code like you know I choose to do a million damage every second to mm -hmm. every unit, yep. like you can't do that. Um, but, uh, you know, the behaviors, uh, yeah, if you, if you can code it, you can do it. And you see a bunch of hilarious stuff like, you know, 
Uh, I woke up this morning because the, the whole thing persists. Like uh, it's stuff's happening while you're sleeping and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I woke up this morning and all my creeps were dead just because some NPC invader, like the equivalent of barbarians and Civ, just came in and wrecked all my creeps. And I had built a tower, but I'd forgotten to like put the code in the main loop to attack invaders. <laughs> um, put that down to a newbie mistake. I just thought towers would automatically attack uh, invaders, but nope. Um, I had like a a bit of code that did work correctly where it was like as soon as there's an invader detected it creates a creep uh, to search and destroy um, which had worked against all the scouts that other players were sending against me up until that point but the NPC invader that the computer sent was tougher and killed my search and destroy unit Mm. so um, yeah I just woke up with everyone dead and had to rebuild and apparently that happens a lot in scrapes Um, just wake up dead and uh, then you restart. But uh, whenever you restart a new thing, you get this protection period for like 24 hours. And uh, that is enough time to get your first tower up. Um, and towers are strong. So I think like, you know, my sort of – I'm still a newbie. Um, I've, I'm like next to a couple of people that have these massive empires. And eventually I'm just going to be swallowed up in them. But um, it seems like – like you can only have a certain amount of static defenses, uh, but the static defenses are very strong. So it seems like, you know, with creeps and static defenses, it seems like uh, defense is stronger than offense. So um, I'm kind of worried that it's going to fall into that trap that um, uh, Supreme, Supreme Commander fell in when it was like uh, static defenses are so strong and defense is so strong that it just turns into a nuke fight. Mm. Um, and you can nuke, like there are okay. nukes in this as well. Uh, so there's long range, um, stuff where it's just like, you know, it's going to notify the other person that they're about to get nuked. And if they can't kill the nuke in time, then bye bye. Um, so there's anti nuke stuff as well. No, you just w- would have to attack and like actually attack their nuke structure and kill it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, just really interesting. I just thought it was really. You know, and it's like it's upping your skills while you play it. So, um, I'm loving it so far. Yeah, highly recommend. <clears throat> if you know JavaScript, probably don't get into it to learn. <laughs> probably go to Code Academy and like do one of their cool free courses. Yeah, um, yeah. But then once you're once you get a basic understanding of it, because even there's like a um, there's a library on top of it that they use called Node, which I had zero familiarity with, and then there's all the specific scrapes methods that you need to um, uh, get familiar with. So that was a bit of a learning curve for me. Even like the most basic shit, it's hilarious. It's like extremely basic stuff is like extremely difficult at the start. Yeah. <laughs> but now I can do a whole bunch of stuff. It's great. All of it localized to this one game that nobody plays. <laughs> yeah, but at the end of it, like my game maker skills are going up and my, my web dev skills, you know. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Cool, man. Is it? It's free, right? No. Um, so what? because <laughs> uh, I paid for like a starter pack. Okay. Um, so it's like because everyone's using like uh, CPU cycles and like in-memory uh, it's subscription based. So it's basically like 
the effect that it has on their servers is you're basically renting like a mm. piece of a server from them. So um, just to host the world's, you know, they've got to pay for the servers and stuff. So it's like seven bucks a month. I don't know, something like that. Okay, fair enough. So I paid for like the starter pack on Steam and yep. I got like 30 days with a certain amount of whatever. I don't know. Yeah, okay. 30 but days of CPU. I have fun, so it's worth paying. Cool. But but you've successfully gotten out of your world of Warcraft addiction. <laughs> yeah, it's got a few years ago. And you've replaced it with scrapes. Uh <laughs> There's there's much more intrinsic value in <laughs> guarantee that. Uh gold. Um Tokyo Mirage. In fact, this is like this is more skill based. If you want to use the term skill based or even skills based, <clears throat> this one probably trumps most games. Well, I mean at least based on the required learning yeah. you know it would have to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's like the more it's not like and they use this in their advertising line it's like it's not at all how much time you spend in the game it's your ability to code yeah like starcraft of course it's got nothing to do with how how good you are it's how quickly you can click i suppose if you're a hacker it's always your ability to code (laughs) that's true uh tokyo mirage sessions fe oh yay so fun um, do you guys know this one? No. No idea. It sounds like gibberish. I was hoping... I saw Tokyo in the list and I'm like, Tokyo Jungle! Well, Tokyo Jungle. No. Uh, that's the animal one, right? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this one is uh, from the Fire Emblem people. Yeah. Uh, or sorry, is it? I think it's from the Shin Megami Tensei people. But it's meant to be like a cross between Fire Emblem and Shin Megami Tensei. Um, sure. and, uh, probably leans a bit more heavily towards the latter. Um, but it's kind of like, if you can imagine like characters from fire emblem, but the fighting system from Shin Megami Tensei, which is very JRPG. So you shoot yourself in the brain. Yeah. Cool. Um, do you No. Oh, that's the only <laughs> thing I know about. But you'll probably want to after playing the game. Oh shit! Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, the combat system mixed with the character. The, the characters from Fire Emblem kind of like take the form of weapons and talk to you while they're a sword, and they say things like "I've become a sword somehow," and um, you've got like a parallel world with the one that you're in. So like, it's the whole thing's like exploring around Shibuya and Tokyo and. There's like these portals that lead to like another realm and um, you fight demon things there like mirages. They're invisible to people, but um, not you because you've got a mirage friend helping you. Um, and uh, the whole thing takes like a, a J-pop kind of style. So um, your ability to connect with friendly mirages depends on your ability to express yourself artistically. And uh, so you basically train to be a J-pop star um, in order to fight evil mirages better. And uh, while you're in like the combat arena, there's like crowds all around you, like taking photos and your faces on the big screen while you fight demons and blah, blah, blah. Um, So it's just kind of like a different setting and a different 
aesthetic on the JRPG stuff. And, um, yeah, some of the moves are a bit stylish in the sense that they're flashy for the crowd. And, like, they're combat moves. You're still fighting with swords, but, yeah, it's got, like, a, a J-pop take on it. So, um, I mean, because the combat is so rooted in, like, existing, like, known JRPG uh, conventions, like, that part of it was kind of solid. Um, and if you like that thing, you'll you'll definitely notice all this like same abilities and uh, stuff like that. Um, but I guess the the sort of different uh, aesthetic take on it might be a bit more palatable to people who don't want it all to be about dragons and uh, fiery magic and stuff like that. I don't know. Um, I couldn't really stomach the the story part of it because it was all about just like singing better and being nice to your friends and stuff so they would be more motivated and express themselves better oh my dear god it sounds just awful yes yeah. oh my god like, you need to play it i think you need to play it just what the fuck man <clears throat> yeah yeah next time i mean jung you have to just tell Job you need to play this game you don't yeah yeah that's how i do it that is what luke does yeah you need to play it <laughs> I mean, I don't even think I'm like, like I'm trying to explain it uh, best I can, but it's like it's because it just sounds so outrageous. But um, uh, but it is literally that. It's like it's J-pop combat, uh, and the more the better. Like a J-pop singer you are, the better you are at combat. So it's like a race to be, you know, the biggest star. Uh. <laughs> And you make decisions like, you know, I guess, you know, if, if you value social intelligence, um, then some of the decisions that you make, like you have to be nice to your friends. So, you know, they get inspired and they get motivated and all that. Um, but thankfully, it's not every situation is like a choice between be mean to them or be nice to them. Um, yeah, sometimes it's like you. you you try to use a bit of social intelligence because like, you don't want to be patronizing um, because that would actually demoralize them. Uh, but you know, games run, run a bit of a risk when they do that. I think like whenever you're trying to involve social intelligence, um, it really puts the onus on the game designer to get that right. You know, like, cause even when it came to LA noir, yeah. like even some of their missions were like, really? Like, that was like the, the lying option was that like, I'm not, yeah. so sure. you know, it's like they, they really have to get that, like the, the, the tone of their voice, right. And all that sort of stuff has to be right. If you're going to start using social intelligence. So anyway, I, I thought like the social intelligence stuff was all right. Um, and that, you know, there was a couple of moments where I was like, Oh, actually saying the, the, the patronizing obvious, nice thing here would, probably wouldn't be the best way to support my friend um yeah so if that's you know your bag it's not really what i want from a game but sure some people wanting that yep well you know that's that game so i don't understand I, like so isn't fire emblem's combat system the main draw 
No, so like the, the it's more so the Fire Emblem characters. Like there's a couple no, of characters. No, I, I know, but isn't like in the Fire Emblem series, isn't the main draw the fucking awesome combat system or whatever the fuck? And so they got rid of that. And they got some other games fucking... That is <laughs> well, I mean, insanity. That, that's yeah. like, yeah, well, everyone loves the characters from Dark Souls. <laughs> and now you can enjoy them. Oh, everyone loves the story of Metal Gear Solid 3. And now you can enjoy it in a fucking pachinko machine. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> where Konami? Because everyone loves the gameplay of pachinko. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree. I mean, I like the Fire Emblem combat system a lot better. Uh, just personally. Yeah. Um, so, you know, would have preferred that, but, uh, what do you do? What do you do? That's just my personal prefs bra, mm. uh-huh. but I can't employ a dev team to do all my shit for me. So true. Let's continue. Yes. This, uh, crazy JRPG bullshit train going. <laughs> it's one piece burning blood. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I probably won't talk about that for too long because it's um it's not garbage. Oh. It's um I was reviewing that one. Uh, yeah, it's uh I don't know. I didn't know this, but like One Piece has been going on for a long time. Has it? Um, yeah, the <laughs> unnoticed by Joe. <laughs> this like game deals with the twenty second story arc and the one piece universe. Okay. And, um, apparently that's one of the best ones, but like you play, it's like, it's short. Like the story arc is short and then you play through it four times, um, as different characters. So it's the same story with the same missions and the same cutscenes. You do it four times, but some of the missions you have like different people that you're playing as, yeah, um, sure. That sounds like it's taking the piss. Yeah, it is a little bit. But I think a lot of people play um, uh, the multiplayer a bit more. Um, I forget exactly how many. Oh, man. It's like there's there's a certain size of, of crew in the One Piece universe. It's like if you have that many, there's a crew. And like this game lets you have that many people. And they have like, you know, so-and-so versus so-and-so battles. But it's like it's not actually that many. It's more like um, uh, 3v3. It's like Marvel vs. Capcom style where it's like um, – it's actually 1v1. But like you're, you're calling in people Marvel vs. Capcom style uh, in 3v3 like that. And then when you defeat their three, you kind of like get another three. Um, so that's how they put on the back of the box. It's like you know a million versus a million. Um, but it's not actually, you know, that big battle in the game. Uh, so anyway, all these characters, he's got like 39 or 38 characters or something in it, uh, all real to the, um, uh, the anime, uh, with their, you know, abilities and all that crap. Uh, and just, you've watched a lot of, I presume. Yeah. You know, every single episode, of course. Yeah. Um, 4,000 of them apparently. Yeah. 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 Right. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, I think just like getting all those characters uh, with um, with all of their abilities, you know, done faithfully, and all of it works, all of it's functional, everything connects. So even that is kind of like, all right, well done, you did that. Um, but then it's it's so faithful to the anime that um, 
it really prioritizes the effects over um, gameplay or any kind of competitiveness. Uh, so time and time again, it prioritizes like it puts style over um, over gameplay. So it's like uh, the telegraphing of some attacks will be obscured by other ability effects, like you know smoke bomb type type stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, and where it's like the, the the rock paper scissors of it is like you know. Um, a light attack, a guard, and a heavy attack that breaks a guard. But then, like while the heavy attack is telegraphed, you should be able to light attack to interrupt it. Um, but sometimes that's like blocked by all the crazy shit that's going on, and you can't see it. Um, so you know, I felt that was prioritizing just the style of it, uh, which means you know you you wouldn't really buy it for a combat game. You just um, uh, get it if you're a One Piece fan. Yeah. So I had to do that thing in the review where it's like fans of this series will love. Ah, uh, um, yes. Yeah, but that's uh, probably all that. What was it at uh, Evo? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. I didn't see it at Evo. <laughs> I, for one, am shocked. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like it'll be high level. Yeah. I wonder if they uh, did like a sponsored thing one time at Evo, like if there'd be a big backlash, like. They just try to shove in this game. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, <clears throat> did you want to have a break talking for a while? <laughs> sure, you guys go for it. Uh, what do we got on this? I've got heaps more for later. Pokemon Go. Ew, no Pokemon, no. Yeah, Pokemon right. <clears throat> Yeah, Pokemon Go, buddy. You still playing this job? Hey? I thought we said last week, no more, no more Pokemon Go. Did we say that? Yep. Because it's not a good game. Yeah, but We said no more Inside. No more Pokemon Go? Alright, well we already broke the inside rule, didn't we? So <laughs> Um Yeah. Pokemon Go. Um it's still fucked. Uh but I read a thing today that it is making as much money as every other mobile game combined. <laughs> really? Yeah. Even the Clash of Clans and all that? Apparently it's making forty nine percent of all mobile gaming revenue for the last week, uh, two weeks. Wow. Because I remember just a recent story that was saying Clash of Clans made like 40% of all mobile gaming revenue. It is fucking ruining. Uh, maybe all the Clash of Clans players are playing this instead. Um, what, do you, yeah. what do you buy? Hey? What do you buy in the game? You buy coins. Dust. Which- you allow, no, you don't buy dust. Uh, they allow you to buy like incense and eggs, and incense like draws Pokemon into you. Uh, apparently, it spawns one Pokemon every five minutes or every two hundred meters, possibly and every two hundred meters. Right. But uh, the game can't correctly track how much distance you've covered, so it doesn't fucking matter, does it? Um, so uh, yeah, there's that, and the, the eggs give you double xp so if you you get eggs you just sort of get eggs over time as you level up Hmm. um what you should do these are lucky eggs not the other eggs you get eggs i don't know why they call them the same fucking thing they're so fucking dumb um but yeah what you want to do is you want to evolve all your shit all at once while you've popped a lucky egg and then you get double xp for all that evolve shit but uh yeah no it is a pointless game uh but yeah people are spending shitloads on it and i found out today that there are continent specific pokemon 
which is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. You so can you have only to travel. I only catch a Kangaskhan from Australia and New Zealand. You can only catch a Taurus from the US. You can only catch a uh, blank blank from somewhere else, and etc. Yeah, right. That's so fucking dumb. God damn, that's dumb. But anyway, right for the jet setters. Yeah. Yeah, seems really stupid, the whole thing, to me. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel the need to post on social media how I thought everyone else was dumb. Sure. I um, I just did my filters and was a happy guy. Yeah. Um, one thing I noticed today, because gyms are finally working, you can actually take them down. And <laughs> despite not having the advantages that others have uh i am still able to take down gyms whenever fuck i want because i remember how the like the clashes work the fucking the paper scissors rock gameplay of pokemon works Mm -hmm. right and so i can still look at what is set up in a gym and then take down a seven fucking pokemon gym and they're all higher level than my best fucking Pokemon. I can still do it because I can remember how the fuck that shit works. Um, I did it today. Went in, like, just dramatically outmatched in terms of power. And, uh, yeah. Got a cool 400 XP. Uh, meanwhile, if I sit there and evolve... Like, if I just catch a bunch of Pidgeys, which is convenient because that's all I ever catch. You catch uh, four Pidgeys, you get 12 candies, uh, you (laughs) can evolve one Pidgey. You Uh, sound like a crazy person. (laughs) You you do that, you get 1,000 XP. So, take down a gym, like, that you shouldn't be able to take down. Fuck all XP. Evolve a bunch of Pidgeys, yeah, shitloads of XP, fuck it ridiculous it's so fucking dumb like they clearly put zero thought into how the fuck this game should work properly they've done no balancing at all they just shit it out but of course they should of course they've done that of course they don't give a fuck because it's making money hand over fist it's making so much money it's fucking almost embarrassing so yeah anyway there you go yeah you keep playing it oh i just you know check in now (laughs) <laughs> I, I just wanted to see if I could take down like what gym was near my shopping center when I was at the sh- shopping center. I'm like, oh, let's see what gym they got, and I check it out. I'm like, oh, seven. I reckon I could take it down though. Fuck <clears throat> it. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Yeah. I wouldn't mind like if there was like a well-designed version of that game. Yeah. It'd be so good. Yeah. Such an opportunity. Yes, it is, but they don't give a fuck. Yeah, I guess the easier they make it, right? The more money they make. Uh, more, yeah, I guess it's more open to people to be able to jump in. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, Pokemon Go. Um, yeah, I'll still go on the Pokemon Go walks and stuff if they pop up, and it seems like other people I know are going. Because, like I said last week, I was telling, uh, I was saying this, Jung. We went on the initial, the inaugural one. Um, mm. And... Uh, one that Gabby Boylan did. Yes. And uh, by the end of it, my uh, my phone had died for the second time that day. 
uh, charged to full and like died from 100%. Mm. And uh, we then spent like another hour walking around while Luke caught Pokemon and uh, our other mate caught Pokemon. And I didn't even care. Like for me, it wasn't really about the catching of Pokemon. Mm. It was just an excuse to hang out. I get that. Like that's that was cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stories coming out. And I've uh, walked so much more. I've done so much more walking in recent times. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think they intended that when they made it, but it is a cool side effect. Yeah. All the good social stuff that's happening. Yeah, I like the uh, the prevailing the prevailing uh, reasoning as to why Pokemon Go is so garbage is, well... They didn't expect it to be very popular, so they didn't expect to have to have a lot of servers up. <coughs> or they expected to we have a lot of time to, have to make fix it good. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we oh. didn't think we'd have to make a good game. Didn't think anyone would play it. Yeah. Well, technically, I mean, <laughs> they might have been right. Um, but yeah, anyway. Crazy phenomenon. What's next? Stupid game. A stupid game. Polybridge. Luke, tell us about Polybridge. Polybridge is uh, is now out. <clears throat> uh, it's been in early access for quite a while. Um, this is the... Uh, it's a puzzle game. <laughs> where uh, I play a lot of puzzle games this week. Where you are basically creating bridges and structures to try and get um, uh, vehicles either across or... Um, things like boats across a river uh, or, or cars across a, a, a bridge to the other side. Um, and you're given pieces of different material, uh, things like road, um, wood, uh, steel, metal rods. Um, each of these kind of <clears throat> basically uh, variations in costs and, and the amount of resources that you can use. You kind of... Um, yeah, each level is kind of like a, here's your budget, uh, here's a type of material you can use, and here's a bunch of vehicles that you have to try and uh, make work around all these materials. Um, and I think there's like a hundred and something different scenarios or levels in there um, that you can kind of go through. Uh, and it's it's pretty much just like a physics-based thing where you've got to put, put together a bridge and, and make sure it holds in terms of structure and then also make sure that it performs in terms of like getting your vehicles across or or anything like that uh, in in safety. Because um, if they don't get there across, then you have to kind of figure it out and start again. So, um, yeah, it's quite interesting. Like, uh, you really need to kind of have an understanding of how um, how to put together uh, like an architect type understanding engineering. of engineering yeah of like building all these pieces and making sure certain sections are in triangles and you've got pivots in the right spot so the the bridge can go up and down if it needs to and just um making sure certain bits are connected correctly like it's really interesting the way they've kind of um you know put this puzzle thing around like this uh engineering and maths and science and just smashed it all in there um it's not necessarily like you can get stuck on levels because uh, you can go past them if you do get stuck. Uh, but there are leaderboards and kind of incentives to try and, and sit by and, and do them, which is kind of cool. Um, and it's quite cheap. It's only it's only a couple bucks on Steam. It's not um, it's not going to send you broke, which is cool. 
Uh, I think it was 20 bucks. Let me just double check. Oh, it's less than that because it's on sale at the moment. Um, it's currently $9 US. So it's normally about 12, 12 bucks, which is cool. Um, but yeah, it's a very simple type game. Uh, it's got a really nice art aesthetic to it. Like you kind of start off where you're looking at a, uh, like a wireframe model of this 2D plane. And then as you're putting all these bits and pieces together, uh, you hit like the simulate button and then it zooms out into like a 3D environment with this little, um, like tilt shift view where, uh, all the vehicles and sort of, uh, things around the environment start moving and, and off it goes into its little simulation. So that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's kind of, um, it's an interesting game to play. Um, and I, I believe there are also other bits and pieces to it rather than just a campaign. I think there's like a, a, uh, sandbox mode where you can kind of build your own um your own puzzles and kind of send them out to people which is kind of cool for, for people that want to do that uh so yeah i don't know it's i don't know if it's something i would recommend to you guys to check out um i think it's more towards that crowd that that likes games like um uh what was the the space one um the space building game where you kind of build a spaceship and then you send it off Oh, Kerbal oh, Space Program. Yeah, stuff like that. I think it's more towards that type of crowd uh, where they're, you know, very um, very engineering-based <laughs> game uh, where you've got to be like a crazy person to get through some of these things, um, yeah. which is cool. It's not, uh, it's not like you're – it's not very – it's not super casual. I wouldn't put it that way. So, um, you wouldn't recommend it fast because – too complex. <laughs> yeah, you're. I don't you know. You sneak this in, motherfucker. Check out Taylor Swift over here. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> Super casual, fragilistic. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Um, it's 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 not. We like, get it. We get it. Uh, you remember the Incredible Machines? Did you guys play the Incredible Machine? You didn't play that. Yeah, I remember it. I yeah. remember. Yeah. Where you put all these like Ruberg, uh, crazy mechanics together and try and get something from one side to the other. Um, and you didn't really need to know much about that. It was just kind of just put a bunch of shit together and hope it works. Whereas this is like making sure all the wood is in the right place and you've got all the, you know, all the joints in the correct spot, making sure the structure is holding up. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to it. And, um, you know, even very early on, it can get quite challenging, which is uh, considering there's 100 levels, I have no idea what the fuck I'm in for. I'm not even through the first... Um, uh, through the first, I don't know, zone, if that's what you're going to call it. It seems to be they're broken up into areas, but yeah, th- there's a lot of game there. So I'm sure to keep people that want to check it out. Many, many hours of entertainment if they're into that sort of thing. Hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I just... Your junk. I, it's too dense. No, I just don't think it's your type <laughs> right, of game. We get it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're into more, you know, other games that don't involve engineering. Yeah. Yeah. This seems like a game I would recommend to Heath. <laughs> wow. <laughs> One of those type of games. He played a lot of sort of weird things like that, right? Dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh-oh. He'd play a simulator where you like paint the lines on the bridge. Yeah. After it's built. That is true. He would love that game. Well, if you told him <laughs> that all the cars were, were racing cars and they needed to get to the other side, 
uh, for their race, then he might be quite into it. Yeah. That's, it's like, it's a car race, Heath. First one across this chasm wins. <laughs> you might have to build a bridge. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's Polybridge. Uh, you can grab that on Steam for 12 bucks if that's your thing. Oh, Toads yeah. Lights. Mm. Cool. Want to keep going? Yeah. Uh, we played some Dead by Daylight last night. We did. Uh, they put the Survive with Friends um, mode up. Yep. Which is still a bit... Um, I got a lot of work to do with that one. Uh, it's it's not working as well as it could be. Yeah, but at least it's in there and it sort of <laughs> works sometimes. It's a lot easier to get it into a game than it was when we were trying to uh, hack our way into it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, this one allows you to kind of uh, jump together with a, a group of people and then uh, try and take on a killer. Um, in your little team. So, Job and I jumped in uh, as a group of two. Uh, we did okay on some of the maps, I think. I feel like we got quite a lot of XP. I got like three or four levels out of all that. Every time I wasn't the first one dead, yeah, uh, we did well. <laughs> <laughs> Every time the killer inexplicably came across me first, mm. or that one time when that fuckwad... Like, we did all that work to help those pricks off the hooks, and then they just abandoned us. Uh, apart from those times, yeah, we were doing quite well. Um, yeah. But fuck, I was raging. I was raging so hard. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> it's a lot of fun, though. Yeah, it's pretty, um, pretty We good. had that one dude that was just chainsawing everybody. That <laughs> dude so was bad. fucking hectic. He was good. Um, yeah, I don't know how people, I can't, I can barely turn when I'm the chainsaw dude. I sort of get people lined up in a straight line, but this, this dude's like fucking turning 90 degree angles and then another one immediately and he's just fucking chopping people down out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely a different type of game when you're with a, someone that you can communicate with, I, I feel like, cause you can kind of tell them. You know, I need help or you should go away because, um, you know, the killer's near. There's no point being here. Like, you know, finish the generator. Um, yeah, it, it definitely changes things up a lot. Being That's honest. true. Okay. The, what doesn't help is when you forget you're on push to talk. Yeah. And, and, uh, and then so Job's all like, hey, is the killer nearby? Is the killer? Like, Fuck it. I, I got to come. I, I got to come get you. And you don't answer at all. Sorry, the other person doesn't answer. Not necessarily like just that a was- theoretical person uh, doesn't answer at all. And um, yeah. And then somehow uh, the killer is right there because you were never warned. But yeah. Um, no, it's good fun. Yeah, they've yeah they just got a lot of work to do with that uh, survive with friends mode. Um, they've kind of just put it in there and like slap something together in the meantime. It feels like yeah, uh, yeah, which I think is what they needed to do. To be honest, mm-hmm. uh, they had to slap something together and get it out there so that they weren't actively ruining the experience of other players. But yeah, it still needs a lot of work. The other thing I think they need to do is um is remove the ability to see ranks of survivors mm-hmm. levels fine ranks yeah nah because uh, every time we got into anyone like into a game sub 15 mm-hmm. rank survivor the killer would fucking leave before the game started 
Uh, I think the level is actually more important um, because ranks are reset. Uh, yeah, but there's level... still some low ranks. <clears throat> yeah, but think... your, your level is what's important. The rank doesn't mean shit because if you're a level 50 hero, uh, a character, that means you've got like four purple most likely. Whereas if you're a level 15 rank, you could be a level nine. Like it's not really the rank is not important at all it's it's what level you are um all the rank of it means is that maybe you could be one of those people that were just disconnecting all the time when when that that shitty um you know uh bug whatever you want to call it yeah but they just got reset so that shouldn't be the case anymore yeah yeah but what i'm saying is that the rank doesn't mean anything it's when you look at the character and you can see what level the actual hero is that's what matters because there's also four characters you can play as Mm. Uh, and i may be i might be a level one but i might be playing a level uh you know a a level two ranked um or a level two hero where he's got no perks or i've got nothing on me no gear i think that's what's important uh and it also needs to punish um killers that leave it's not doing that at the moment and i don't know why they haven't put that in but yeah because we played a game last night where we were just destroying this killer and the moment we opened the exit gates he just disconnected or or he alt tabbed his game and ended the task or something like that which meant we didn't get any points (laughs) or much points you know we lost we didn't get the survival um points the 5000 k bonus you get for leaving which sucked um so yeah there's still a lot of work to do on there but it, when it does work it is it's still a fun game yeah i mean yeah still needs work but it's still a lot of fun i don't see me giving up on this one for a while yeah to be honest I, but I, I don't see myself it's gonna need a lot of work before i start to play it like religiously yeah i guess yeah like a- um like Overwatch, yeah. Oh, Overwatch. I'm still playing Overwatch. Um, yeah, new patch coming out. So, uh, did I talk about last week the um, did I talk about ELO Hell? Yes, yes, yes. Did I talk about it last week, or did I just was that afterwards? Uh, you said you got out of it, like between it was forty, something. forty four and forty nine. Yeah, and you started grouping up with people. Uh, so I did some groups and got out of my yeah the ELO hell range into the fifties, and uh, you still see fuckheads. You still like there's still games with dickheads just being complete fuckwits. I had a game earlier where um, we nobody would go healer, mm-hmm. and so I was Reinhardt, uh, eventually Zaya, so I could just do some damage, um, but. No healer. Nobody wanted to go healer. We had two Torbjorns. Um, competitive mode. Uh, yeah. Just people Yeah, people being stubborn fuckwits. And yeah. Um, other than that, though, uh, yeah, I have started noticing that, like, I, I go Farah a lot now. Farah on attack, Junkrat on defense. And yeah, if I can, if I can get into my groove, we'll win. Most of the time, I'm starting to see how a DPS can carry, hmm. um, and how important it is to shut said DPS down. Because it didn't seem like a DPS could carry from 44 to 49 because you're still hurting cats. 
mm-hmm. but outside of that range, um, when you've got the support of your teammate, like if you've got a mercy as Farah, if I've got a mercy just sort of pocket healing and buffing me, um, and occasionally going off to help the rest of the team, it's like the tanks don't barely need healing because I will be have killed them have killed everyone before they fucking get around the corner to hurt anyone and shit. Like, it's just bananas how heavy duty you can shut a fucking team down if the rest of your team is supporting you. Or Zarya as well. If Zarya is is one of the tanks, you've got two tanks, you've got a Reinhardt or a Winston, you've got a Zarya, you've got one healer or maybe two healers, um, but one of the healers is Mercy and she's just sitting on, on... a good pharaoh yeah shit's fucking ridiculous man and uh i've been getting like 60 70 fucking kill games where i'm just never dead and my alt is up all the fucking time because of course it is like i'm just doing fucking so much damage like i'm doing like 40k damage as well it's stupid Mm. um that is like that's a completely different sort of game like the ability for one good player to be able to do that. I I just hadn't seen it before. Before, like, in the terrible version of fucking competitive play where everyone is a shitbird who plays for themselves, that sort of... That's not that's not possible. But, yeah. That's pretty good. It's good fun. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm literally only playing those two characters because they're basically fucking Quake 3 characters. Though. Yeah. Like, Farrah's Rocket... <coughs> is it must be just barely slower than a Quake 3 rocket. Um, and so I'm, like, mid-air hitting motherfuckers constantly. Other Farahs, like, if you want to shut me down on the other side, you've got to go Soldier. Cause yeah, Soldier's the only it's, counter. It's yeah. yeah. Well, they'll, they'll, they'll sometimes go Farah. They'll see me, like, fucking them up. They'll go Farrah, but it doesn't matter because, like, she jumps in a fucking straight arc. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, I know exactly where she's going to boost to. So, mm. she boosts straight into a rocket. And by the time she's recovered from that one, there's another one and she's dead. Um, but soldier, yeah, a soldier that I can't fucking see. Good luck. I get fucked every single time. It's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, because I was also playing a lot of Farrah and soldier on attack. Um yeah, and every time I was Farah and there was a soldier, I would just get wrecked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's where the Zarya combo comes in, though, because she shields you. Like, as soon as you spot the, uh, the <clears throat> soldier and he starts to ping you, she she puts his, the shields on and uh, you just have to bump him out of the way. You can get a, a rocket in, force him to drop his thing and then close the distance and fuck him. But, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Overwatch competitive. The new character comes out tomorrow. Anna. Anna. Um, should be interesting. And yeah, oh, I talked to um, the fucking, the guy. Mm. The guy, the guy, the guy, the guy. Um, Scott Mercer, principal de- designer about competitive play in Overwatch. It was a pretty interesting talk, actually. Uh, they're They're happy with it. Uh, even though I don't think it's as as good as it should be, um, but yeah, I, I I put to like put to him that um, that they need to remove individual skill ratings, but they he's convinced that they're required for matchmaking purposes. 
but I think he's I think he's like being ridiculous. I don't know. I still think so. My my pitch was that they should move to the Dota two method, where your gains or losses are directly correlated to uh, the skill of the team that you just beat, and mm-hmm. uh, relative to your team's skill. And Overwatch already does that a little bit. Uh, we've all known that for ages. But uh, they also take into account your personal performance for that game. Yeah. But I was saying, you know, if I get fucking four four goals for objective kills, time on objective, kills in general, damage done, uh, and it's a personal best for me, and I'm quite good as Farah. Uh, so it would be a personal best for most people, then how does a, a ranking system measure that as a net detraction in, in a ranking system? Because obviously I played really well despite my team. And at the end of the day, right, it's it's all to do with the, like the game has to rate whether or not you won or lost. But... Because people know that individual skill is involved, this was my argument, uh, because people know that individual skill is involved in their ranking, they will play to increase their individual performance as opposed to playing to to help the team the most, which is like, now that I'm out of yellow hell, I'll play Farah because I'm, I, I'm convinced that I can help my team the most there. But while I was in the yellow hell, I would just be healer or tank, whichever one my team needed, because I knew that my team was not capable of picking one of those two characters. Uh, now that I know people are capable of being a tank or being a healer, doing those things, then I don't have to worry about it anymore. And I can do what I personally believe will help our team the most, and it will help me. But... How how do you like how do you reckon, reconcile the, the idea of a ranking system that rewards individual performance while also punishing it? It's ridiculous. Uh, he doesn't agree. He thinks it's imperative uh, that they have individual performance reflected because otherwise, there's the matchmaking apparently goes well out of skew. I think he's insane because I think after a lo- enough time. Uh, the matchmaking would find its own level. People would find their own, like, would play to their own win-loss level. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he doesn't agree. Whatever. I've never been good at that. Yeah. They've been all right on the individual side of it with StarCraft, but, man, with the team stuff, right? I like, just can't get it right. I, I think they're just being stubborn for the sake of it, to be honest, because I think Dota does, it does the best version of it. Uh, like I, I, I don't think Dota, Dota's version of it is flawless, but it, it's the best version of it. And I think this is one of the multiple times that Blizzard is just being stubborn for the sake of being stubborn. They're just sticking their their fucking heels in. They're like, yeah, well, we don't want stopwatch, so we're not having stopwatch. Uh, yeah, well, we want to measure individual uh, performance for rankings, so we're going to do that. We're not having a Dota two style MMR, like mm. just ridiculous. It, he even admitted that like there's stuff they just can't measure that utterly helps your team, but they can't measure it. Like May, a perfect ice wall can literally win a game for you. 
like on control. Uh, if you ice wall the door just as the diva attempts to fly through and she can't get through and it's overtime and overtime ends, May won that fucking game. They can't measure it. There's no way for them to measure it. There's never going to be a way for them to measure it because they don't measure collision with the ice wall. Yeah. And how would they anyway? But uh, yeah, instead, yeah, he's, he's convinced. Yeah, it's kind of like it feels like when someone sort of has a theory of how something should work and they're like, but in theory, you know, my theory of matchmaking goes like this and it's just not working out like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know what, if they brought over the systems from other games for Overwatch, but I know with HOTS they brought over the StarCraft system and just kind of like tried to extrapolate it to a team system instead of <clears throat> individual. Yeah, I think they've and, tried uh, to extrapolate this like a HOTS even further. I should have asked. Damn. Yeah, Hots was a mess. Like I haven't played Hots in a while, so um, they have made a couple of improvements since I've played, and I'm not sure if they've been effective. But it was the it was a mess for the longest time. Like it was clearly not working for the longest time. Yeah, like we're talking well over a year after it was out. It's like come on, (laughs) like and they hadn't started their competitive season yet, Um, and like everybody knew it. It was like uh, it was to the point where. People just didn't like the actual the good people at the game didn't play ranked. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> it was always like you you had to scrim, you had to do a custom thing against another team. It was the only way you could good game. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. That's like Counter Strike is all right at it. When yeah, it into CS:GO, it seemed all right. So I don't know why they can't just. Um, Sort that out as a company. Like, ask ask someone else. Yeah. <laughs> How are you guys doing it? Right. How do you get it right and we get it so wrong? <clears throat> just just fucking play one of those games. Like, I don't know. You you trying to answer the shooter market? Maybe you should play one of the most popular shooters in the world. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Um, you clearly played a lot of Team Fortress. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the other things we talked about was uh, the one hero limit. So for the next season, I believe, yep. um, they'll move moving to a one hero limit. Um, at the moment, it's zero hero limit, so you can have two Torbjorns or six Torbjorns or six Winstons or whatever the fuck you want. But uh, yeah, they're moving away. They're going to have one per side, and uh, we talked about yeah how they felt about that. And it was pretty interesting, like. Uh, because they've always been vehemently against it. They've always been like, oh, you know, you've got to be able to change to whatever you want, whenever you want. It's so important to the game, et cetera, et cetera. But it's clearly not working. Like, uh, the the high-end stuff is just twin. I think it's twin Lucio. Twin Lucio, twin uh, Winston, and twin Farrah at the moment. Mm. Like, just two of each. And the other heroes just don't see any play. It's a bit ridiculous. Um, so yeah, they had to they had to change. They yeah. they didn't have a choice basically. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Uh, we didn't talk about new hero at all. <laughs> well, she's not out yet. No, and yeah, they announced it that day, but yeah, I had no idea. I don't know. Um, yeah, cool. That's all I got. Nice. Um, I'm still playing it. Crazy person. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, Jung, back to you. 
Well, hello. Fury. Fury? Fury. 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 Oh, no. Yeah. I've been getting into a bit of furry. Um, getting real inside that furry. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So this one came out of nowhere. This is another one where I just saw it on Steam, and I was like, wonder what that is. And um, I watched the trailer. looked kind of cool. Read the Steam reviews. It's literally every review is super glowing. And I was like, all right. Watched the trailer again. I was like, I could get into this. Um, so bought it and, um, it's, uh, it's from the creator of Afro Samurai and you can really tell the similarities in the style. Um, it's a similar sort of like lone quiet warrior with a katana, uh, wandering the land, coming across really unique characters and then fighting them in boss battles and stuff. Um, so like the Afro Samurai game tried to do that, uh, and it tried to be like the anime, but, um, the game didn't have great gameplay. Uh, but, uh, this does. So yay. Mm. And, um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's a bit rough around the edges, but it's actually, I think it's probably one of my favorite games so far this year. Um, the combat system is really solid. It's like um, uh, arena kind of like um, 3D space kind of fighting game. Very reaction-based, so lots of parries. Um, and uh, often they'll like do these really big swings, and then they'll sort of uh, let you know what distance the swing is going to cover so that you can be in the dead angle. Um uh, just be in the safe zone and then like attack them uh, as the bosses uh, progress. Like they get tougher and like it, you have to have quicker and quicker reaction speed to be in the right spot and uh, parry them and stuff like that. Um, yeah, uh, the last stage of every boss fight descends into bullet hell. Yeah. Uh, so the camera camera kind of zooms out and just bullets just fill up the entire arena and then it's all just about staying alive until you can get that final hit on the boss and, uh, you know, a bit of a cinematic and all that. And then before every boss, there's like this kind of period where you're just walking along and this dude's kind of chatting to you, very similar to Afro Samurai. Um, story's kind of like you're in this prison and um, you're busting out of the prison with this dude's help. Uh, but there's like a few guardians that are intended to keep you in the prison because apparently you're terrible for the world or something you're some kind of monster cool um the bosses that you come across they act like they're kind of noble and honorable and stuff and it's strongly hinted at that you're the bad guy um yeah so um some things like the the bits where you're just walking along and dude's talking at you the controls are a bit wonky there and um and a few other places it it's a bit rough like there's a few audio issues um, but, uh, the combat mechanics are tight and, uh, that's what the game's all about. So, um, the actual characters, like the, the boss characters are really cool and unique and, um, yeah, I, um, recommend it. It's pretty cool. If you like, um, you know, if you like that style, style of combat and if you like bullet hell and all that, it's tough. 
it's uh, not an easy game. So you're going to die a lot. Um, but it's also not very long. So it's, I don't know. It's like, I want to say like seven boss fights, um, give or take a bit. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Worth checking out. Came out of nowhere for me, but became one of my favorites of the year. So, yeah. Cool. Nice. Um, what's Necropolis? I, I'm pretty sure I've heard of this. Yeah. Is this like the, um, uh, the dungeon crawler co-op game or something like that? Yeah, that's right. It's kind of, it's a, it's a souls like, um, <clears throat> with a focus on co-op and, um, it's a bit roguelike and then you kind of start in this dungeon, you go deeper and deeper into the dungeon and you just kind of see if you can win. Um, and the, the layout of the dungeon is randomized. Uh, all the, you know, loot and stuff is randomized. There's not a lot of options that you can come across with regards to weapons and armor and abilities. Uh, it copies the dark souls control scheme. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And it really like it's like the whole combat system is like it's a stamina based combat system. It has poise, um, so the you know it has uh, weapon based move sets. So if you're familiar with Dark Souls, you know you'll instantly just jump into this and know exactly what's up. Um, and you'll also find it extremely easy. I think mm. um, I beat it like not first go, but like my first sit down. Um, I beat it and um, I didn't do any co-op. Um, I know you're supposed to, it's supposed to be a co-op thing. You, you and three friends just jump in and do the thing together. You might have more fun if you do do it co-op. Do do. Um, if you do do. do. Um, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like it very much. I thought it was a bit rough and it kind of didn't really like, it's kind of weird. It's like for all that it, copies dark souls it didn't really capture dark souls in the way that um salt and sanctuary did uh and it's weird because salt and sanctuary was a similar combat system but not exactly yeah but it still kind of captured it better than necropolis and i think what that's i think the reason for that is the animations i think um uh salt and sanctuary got um your character, the way your character should move and attack, like the way it sort of like winds up its attack and then quickly lunges with like a really large weapon and stuff like that. Um, as opposed to just it being a steady movement from A to B, because that's not a natural way to swing a weapon. Um, little things like that. Like you can really feel the weight of a weapon in salt and sanctuary. Um, whereas, uh, everything in Necropolis is very floaty, and the way you move is very floaty as well. It really feels like a Unity game. Um, you know how that Unity engine can feel sometimes, where it's just like, I'm just floating along. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, You could probably have fun with it, especially if you're doing co-op and laughing around with your friends and stuff. But um, I found it very easy. I found it didn't capture souls as well as I would have liked it to. Um, I, by the end of the game, I had like a million materials for crafting. I was never going to run out of any potions or uh, food or anything like that. Um, didn't have any trouble on the final boss at all. Um, it also kind of cheats and I didn't like it. Um, thought it was a bit cheap. Uh, so like it'll initiate combat sometimes 
and then reliably it'll start spawning these dudes behind you. Mm. And it's like you've already cleared that area. So it's a bit Doom-like in that regard. Um, yeah, it's like in that you can you can basically, as soon as combat starts, you should expect there to be like three dudes spawning right behind you and then some more. Um, and it's just kind of, after a while, it's just a bit annoying. It's like I'm not having trouble dealing with this. I'm just kind of annoyed by it. Um, yeah. Meh. It's um made by the guys that did uh, Shadow Realm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it also kind of tries to be like a half comedy type thing. Like, oh, what? Try to have like some comedic dialogue and all these slabs that are uh, like stone tablets that are around the place and uh, people's dialogue to you. They try to have like all these jokes and stuff, which um, I don't know. I didn't didn't find it that funny um but i think the probably the main my main gripe about it is the animations i don't think they because a large part of like i mean the the combat system like they they copied the underlying parts of the dark souls combat system and the controls and all that and stamina and like they copied all that but the this i guess there's just so much to the dark souls combat system and then the animations really support that um in the way that was lost and necropolis so yeah tough i mean i think there's going to be more and more souls likes there's going to be more and more games like this that are basically just saying we're like dark souls and um, people are going to eat that up like you know it's basically enough for salt and sanctuary to say we're a souls like buy us and then people were like sweet and then when you did buy salt and sanctuary you were rewarded because they really got what souls was about and it was great um but yeah, we're going to see more and more games like this. And, you know, some are going to be good and some not so much. So, I don't know. As a Souls fan, I found it wanting. Fair enough. What's next? Uh, Hyperlight Drifter. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, speaking of Souls likes. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Uh, this one's kind of like a 2D uh, Dark Souls with the top-down ish view um it kind of is billed as uh, dark souls meets zelda uh it's got a lot of zelda-ish exploration um you're like in a world um where titans have fallen um and you know you come across all these dead giant titans all over the place um yeah you uh you've got the um You've got the dash, which the combat system is heavily dependent on. Uh, there's no iframes on the dash, I don't think, until you upgrade it. Uh, but you get it. And um, combat's pretty good after you get used to it. Uh, similar control scheme to Souls. Um, but the things that they do with enemies are a little bit different. Um, you know, it's, it's more of like a chaotic... 2d old school kind of way where there's lots of stuff going on and um you just gotta evade a lot um and, and account for it and pick your moment to strike um yeah so i recommend this one though it's uh it's cool the story bits are cool made in game maker um which is impressive um doesn't take too long to play 
you go all around the world and you kill some really cool bosses. Uh, the last boss is really cool, has like an amazing style and uh, it's, it's decently hard and uh, requires a bit of mastery and stuff. Um, yeah, so I really liked the exploration and it really liked the pixel art, really liked the combat. Um, you're collecting like little bits that are, you know, a bit like a Triforce kind of thing. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely check that one out. Everyone recommended it to me and yeah, I was quite happy with it. So I think that one's probably one of the better ones. Uh, that, that came out this year, right? Yeah. 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 yeah it sounds familiar. Definitely one of the better indie games this year. Yeah. Cool. Right. Um, Axiom Verge? Yeah, so that one's kind of like a indie Metroidvania 2D kind of thing. Yeah. I bought this in the Steam sales, but I haven't played it yet. Uh, yeah, I haven't played too much either. Mm. Um, only through like the first two sections or whatever. Yep. Uh, it's good. Uh, it's worth playing. Uh, the art is pretty cool. Um Definitely, you can definitely see the Metroidvania coming into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've already unlocked a few weapons that give me access to new zones and stuff like that. And through the first and second area, you can tell there's been like bits that, um, you know, you can only access that door if you have like the whatever thing. Um, yeah, uh, they've got this. Um, this kind of like glitching that happens in the world. And, uh, I really, and I, I, th- I remembered reading this in a review of the game in game informer mm. where they mentioned like the reviewer wasn't sure if the game was actually glitching out or if it was like a stylized thing that was meant to be, you know, accounted for later on or something. And it turns out it was intentional mm. and I had the exact same reaction. I was like, uh, <laughs> I wasn't sure, you know, it's just an indie, you know, TD game might be fucking up. Hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's like the world kind of glitches and then you come across a gun later on, uh, that sort of solidifies the glitches into like platforms that you can jump onto. Uh, and then if like, if it's a weak kind of, uh, enemy, then you can use your glitch gun on the enemy to either like make it, completely um passive or um to just sort of uh disable one of its abilities or something like that so it can't attack you in a certain way like maybe it's got a ranged ability that uh gives you a lot of trouble especially if you're trying to jump onto a platform where it is doing the ranged ability uh so you can kind of like use your glitch gun to disable it from doing that and then move in on it um, so cool idea in that respect, but yeah, they, they kind of didn't communicate very well that, uh, it's not actually the game glitching out. It's just sort of <laughs> something that you're supposed to fix later. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'm very keen to play it. I just have to find some fucking time. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's been highly recommended. Um, yeah. like you've played a lot of Castlevania games, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where would you rate it in terms of Castlevania? I probably haven't played it enough, but um, uh, I mean, I've, I've I played Castlevania when I was really young, and I, I'm a bit more familiar with Metroid. Right. Um, 
it definitely seems to understand the good parts of those games. Yeah. Um, and it's like a, it seems to be like a really good and sex, uh, successful homage. Cool. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if you like it, like you can definitely make the statement that if you like it, you'll like Axiom Verge. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel comfortable saying that after only playing the first two bits. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I picked it up in the, yeah, like I said, in the Steam sale. Um, but yeah, just have to find some fucking time to play it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely play. There's so much to play there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's why, like, after I finished all these puzzles on the Kotaku thing, I was like, tell us about your Kotaku thing. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so for the last couple of weeks, we've been, well, longer than that. Um, we've been making a series of six puzzles on Kotaku, uh, that will all like, there, there will be posts with puzzles hidden inside them. Mm. And then there's going to be like, if you do solve all of them, uh, you'll be rewarded with pieces to a meta puzzle. And if you solve the meta puzzle, you can win the competition for which uh, the prize is $6,000. So the uh, competition just went live. You can check it out on Kotaku. There's been lots of posts about it. Um, it's to promote a new Netflix show called Stranger Things. Uh, so the, the posts are all themed around like strange happenings in games mm-hmm. and mysteries and stuff. And... Um, yeah, uh, the first puzzle post is live too, so you can check that out and uh, start trying to solve that. Uh, there's going to be more and more. Um, it's pretty tough, you know. I um, uh, it was myself and uh, Matt Lee from the Enigma Room, um, John Kane from the IGDA community just released a game called Killing Time at Lightspeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sydney-based dev and um, Sean Gardner from the uh, Sydney University Math Society. So um, all of us together were making these puzzles, and um, yeah, we th- we had to be told to make them easier, and they're still not easy. <laughs> so, good luck, good luck, everyone. <clears throat> really? Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, they're good though. I think they're fun, so you'll enjoy the process of solving them, and I'm going to enjoy sitting back laughing evilly and maniacally as people butt their heads against them. Uh, and yeah, you can win six bucks. Uh, apparently the six bucks is 6,000 or oh, sorry, 6,000. Yeah. 6,000 bucks. Is <laughs> you can win six bucks, baby. Yeah. Win six bucks. <laughs> um, apparently it's for a home entertainment system, but I don't think you're like legally obliged to buy a TV. I think you can buy whatever you want. So, yeah, and apparently the show's good, too. I don't know. I, I saw the trailer, and uh, I don't know. I didn't like it very much. I thought it looked like Lost, like someone was going to drag it out for ages. Mm. Uh, but apparently I was very wrong about that. Apparently the first season is only eight episodes long, and um, everyone I know, which constitutes like eight people who have seen it, yeah, uh, all reckon it's really good. Yeah, yeah. So I've heard nothing but good things yeah so So, cool hmm. that feels good to be promoting something that's actually good i don't know i was all i was concerned with was making the puzzles and yeah good fun 
I, I enjoyed it creatively. I can't really reveal too much about what's coming in the next five posts, but <clears> there's <throat> some cool stuff that we had fun making. So, yeah. Awesome. When it's all finished, you'll have to tell us about the puzzles that you uh, had to tone down. Yeah, I can I can talk about that. Awesome. <laughs> cool, man. I knew as soon as you involved, like, I mean, because I had my own plan for what everything was going to be, but as soon as you involved Matt Lee, like it's going to be cranked up to the next level. And he, he likes his stuff hard. Like when we, uh, launched at the Enigma room, like the success rate was 10% and he was kind of happy with that. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, we want it to be a hard room. <clears throat> and then some customers were like, do you think it's a good thing that only 10% of people finish? <laughs> so that's where his, his head's at. <laughs> it's not, not wrong. Right. Like, I mean, Obviously, you want to challenge people, but uh, yeah, ten percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we uh, eventually tweaked it. It's forty percent now. Oh, nice, cool. Uh, what's this Grand Kingdom? So this is another one that I was reviewing, um, which actually surprised me because it was pretty good. Um, it's a jerk. Um, it's a very, very positional jerk. It's um. It's like, uh, if you can imagine sort of like a Final Fantasy-ish combat system, uh, but you do have control over the movement of the characters. Um, you've got a, like some move points and some action points every time it's your turn. Uh, and, and there's an order of combat down the bottom, so it's like, you know, it doesn't go one player takes his turn, then the next player takes a turn. Instead, it's like, uh, you know, you have your like initiative roles and stuff like that. And... Um, different characters in the, the combat will have their order, uh, their place in the order. So, um, for example, if you, if one of your characters is up and one of their characters is next, then you can sort of prioritize to kill that character of theirs. So they don't get that turn. Um, but, uh, there's sort of three horizontal lanes in this combat system. And, um, every, every attack, has a positional element. So there's like, there's no attack in this game that, um, attack like targets a single unit. Um, every single attack is basically AOE. Uh, and that means that every single one of your attacks could hurt your own unit. And it also means that every one of your heals could heal an enemy. So, um, they play around with that. So it's like, some of those attacks just hit everything in a straight line along that lane that you're on. Uh, some of those attacks hit like across all three lanes, but in a short space. Um, your units, uh, there is collision detection, so you can block their units. Um, so if you want to have strategies, like uh, you can also place things on the board, like you can place barrels along two lanes and then have the third lane blocked with one of your units and create like a bit of a bottleneck. You can do that. Um, very, very positional focused JRPG combat system, um, which I really liked. Um, it was very skill based, even the, um, the sort of, uh, firing off of abilities and spells required a bit of, uh, dexterous skill. Um, you can kind of like, uh, like whether you hit, there's, there's like a bit of a moving cursor when you're firing a spell and trying to hit people. Uh, and so you've got spells that sort of like come up from the ground and, um, whether you hit them in the more the front or the back kind of decides whether they're knocked forward or backward. 
And uh, so you can kind of like do stuff where you lay traps on the ground, which hurt a lot. And obviously, you know, they're just going to be like, well, I'll just not walk into that. But then you can kind of juggle them into it with a spell, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, then you, you kind of like uh, build your squad and you have your strategy with the squad. You have your formation and um, uh, you can take it online. And there's no actual player versus player, but it just kind of like saves your squad uh, to go off and do missions against other squads. And then when you want to do PvP, it just kind of takes some random person's squad uh-huh. and then, like, lets you fight it. But um, surprisingly, the AI does, like, a really good job of um, understanding what they were going for with their strategy, and it's not easy. Like, they'll, they'll execute that strategy, and you, you know, you can't just sort of manipulate it easily. You are going to have to beat it. So, uh, yeah. Um, very, the whole sort of like the, these small battles, uh, that are based across three horizontal lanes, uh, they're, they're only a couple of minutes each, but it's kind of like a loop that happens over and over and over and over. And you just do more and more and more battles and you end up spending a lot of time just doing, um, more of those battles, you know, and you just do it heaps and it, I never got tired of it. Uh, Yeah. Uh, it's probably, I mean, if you like jerks, look it up on YouTube and see what I'm talking about. Um, I don't like jerks, but I, I like this one. So Yeah. It sounds halfway. It, what's it on? I was playing it on PS4 downloadable. It was like 5 gig or something. Yeah. Okay. I check it out. Yeah, definitely skill-based. I don't think there was any, um, I'm trying to think if there was any rng at all because uh, i don't even think the crits are based on rng i think um what yeah i think the crits are because like every attack has like a, a skill base like it might be a moving cursor or something like that um but i think it's like if you hit the very center of their model i think that's what constitutes a crit so um yeah cool. thumbs up skill based crits yeah Cool. Um, what else we got? Anything Bloodborne, else? Dark Souls. Bloodborne and Dark Souls. Why are you still playing <clears throat> Bloodborne? Oh, my uh, little half-brother was uh, visiting from Houston. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I just put him in front him, of Bloodborne. Teaching him about life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he had the PS4, and um, so he was playing Grand Kingdom and Bloodborne. And I was just watching him try to tackle the Cleric Beast and Father Gascon. And occasionally, you know, I'd have a go and stuff. And yeah, man, I was just thinking, this is a great game. What a good game. <laughs> I forgot how good it was. But that combat system is so fucking tight. And uh, that's all I've got to say about that. Okay, Forest. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dark Souls. I don't know. I think. I can't remember the last time I was on the podcast, but I've probably made some YouTube videos since then. So yeah. they're worth checking out. They'll, they'll probably give you a chuckle. So go and look at them. Okay. Cool. Nice. Cool. Uh, see, apparently the uh, DLC for Dark Souls 3 is going to play like a completely different experience or something. I think I was reading. Like it's oh. going to be really, it's a new area and yeah, we'll be, 
quite different for Dark Souls fans. I think I, he was saying, um, Miyazaki was saying. Quite different for Dark Souls fans. Okay, that's good. Yeah. They, um, I mean, with the Dark Souls 2, the DLC was much more experimental than the actual base game. Oh, yeah, definitely. So they might be doing that again. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, as long as they don't cheap out and give us a fucking slightly fucking timey adjusted smelter demon again. <laughs> fucking blue, blue smelly. Fuck you, blue, blue smelly. Man. Garbage ass bastard. I was like, I had to get so good with his timings for the one bro run uh, that I was ready for that blue smelter, man. <laughs> I was ready for that motherfucker. Uh, amazing. Uh, last game, I guess. Right? Soaker um, Bond? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, don't need to say too much about that. It's kind of like a um, mobile game that I got on Steam. But uh, it's a chemistry game. Okay. You um, have res- you have the – it's like a grid, grid-based movement, and you have these elements that you move around in the grid. Yep. And you need to connect elements like hydrogen to other elements like um, oxygen. And uh, each element has- only has a certain amount of connector pieces. So uh, if you need to connect like – uh, an oxygen to like two hydrogens or something like that, which is also connected to like three other things or whatever, then you need to really think about how you move your element around the room to connect it to the other things. So you kind of, it's a, it's a movement based puzzle on a grid and you kind of learn a little bit of that chemistry along the way. And there's mm-hmm. little chemistry facts and stuff in between the levels, but yeah, good puzzle game. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And Armor <laughs> 3 Apex. Yeah. You've been playing this? No. Luke? No? <laughs> no, I'm playing through Armor at the moment. You're playing the yeah. original Armor? Yeah. What is wrong with you? I've not played Armor, so I'm playing through that. Okay, fair enough. Uh, it's not really, I don't know, worth it, in my opinion, but... Yeah, like the game does not very, do a very good job at tutorials. Uh, nope. <laughs> um, and also <laughs> the interface is just completely shit. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I've I've played Apex and I have not played the campaign for Armor Three. With uh, I was playing with Drew, um, but we had stopped when we uh i was googling it because I, I couldn't work out right i went the sharpshooter class and i couldn't work out why my shots weren't hitting and i was drawing me fucking bananas i googled it and there's a bug and the uh sights on the fucking scopes are off. Hmm. <laughs> they launched with the fucking gimpy fucking sights so they're not adjusted correctly so that's why i keep missing i'm <sighs> like did I miss this shit? All right. Well, that's impolite. Okay. You don't have to yawn quite so loudly. <laughs> um, anyway, that was weird. So we, we bailed out and just went on to playing Island Life, mm. which is that uh, complex RPG based on armor that I sometimes get roped into playing uh, every now and then. Just find myself playing way too much of. I want to be a gangster. Yeah. It's basically Grand Theft Auto uh, multiplayer, GTA, MP, 
but in the armor engine, which makes it slightly worse, but also significantly better because of first person and like way better weapons and all that kind of shit. And because it's armor three and because it's on the new Tanoa map, you've got like jungle settings and you've got like uh, scuba diving on, on reefs and shit like that. But yeah. Hmm. Um, unfortunately, like Drew and I were cruising around to and being odd gangsters, man. But uh, then we worked out that we can make shitloads of money doing these truck missions. And so we basically <laughs> just started playing Euro Truck Simulator in the armor fucking engine. Uh, it was pretty fucking dumb. Yeah. <clears throat> How's it uh, run for you? Flawless. Really? Yeah. I have a lot of problems in the campaign. Really? Well, not a lot of problems. I'm getting above 60, but it seems oh. like it's running below 30. <laughs> like, what? it's quite uh, jittery. Uh, no, I don't notice anything like that. Yeah. And I'm, I had- I'm finally getting 60, which is awesome. Yeah, I had to go in and, like, change my fucking mouse settings because it was... The mouse settings were all fucked and it felt, like, really laggy, um, which apparently is a thing. Mm. So, that was... Yeah. Just... Like once it's it, like it's a good decent looking game, yeah. But it just doesn't seem to be optimized very well. Uh, yeah, never has been. Stop playing the campaign. Play uh, play some of the other game. Play some King of the Hill with me, and Drew. Yeah, you'll start to get it. Yeah, that's the good shit. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, Magic: The Gathering. Yes, we all played this. We did yeah. all play this. Eldritch uh, Moon. Eldritch Moon. The Eldritch Moon expansion. Mm-hmm. Went to a uh, pre, pre-release pre uh, preview event. Yes. It was the preview event for the pre-release event. Mm. Uh, and uh, played some Magic the Gathering. Um, and I pulled out uh, the most amazing card from yeah. my fucking pack. Uh, I Googled it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's the card. It's, it's like the fucking, it's the baller card. It's like in <laughs> fucking Deathwing or some shit. In <laughs> so you're uh, retiring now, right? <laughs> and I pull, pulled the foil version of it, the fucking shiny version of it. Fucking amazing. Mm. No fucking around with me. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm finished. I'm retiring on my fucking millions. I think, uh, <laughs> that I'm going to get when I sell it on eBay. Um, <laughs> oh, yep. Yeah, no, we played some. Uh, I got fucking stomped. Yeah. I'm just not good at magic. Mm. Weren't you playing, Nate? Yeah. <laughs> he stomped you. Um, so what happened was I pulled this super card and then I constructed a deck uh, entirely around using that super card. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, I didn't really have the mana curve required to make such a deck work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had, I had like one card in my, I have, I have another amazing card in my deck that, uh, if I can pull it and play it, uh, I can just fucking ruin, but, uh, and that's, that's super early on. Yep. But, uh, if I don't get that card, uh, I will struggle to last until turn fucking 10 or turn seven, like turn nine or turn 10, which is when I can play my super card. And, uh, yeah, I got to like turn nine 
and I could see it. I could see it all. I was going to fucking beat Nate, and um, yeah, it fell through. <laughs> he killed me that turn. Um, so that was pretty devastating. Uh, because neither Nate or I really understand like 100% what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Nate was very vocal about not understanding and I was uh, very cocky about beating Nate the first time. And so people would walk by and they'd like grab his hand and be like, you should do this and this and this and this. And then he would like some fucking magic expert would play <laughs> his hand for him. <laughs> yeah, and, and then I'd be like, uh what does this card mean? I'm going to play this. And they'd be like looking back at me. They're like, oh, no, you don't want to do that. Okay. I I wasn't going to do that. And then I'd go back and I'd be like, actually, I don't have any choice because all I've got is fucking, I've only got three lands and I haven't picked up a land in the last fucking 15 fucking card draws. So fuck it. I guess I will be playing this. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. um, Yeah my magic oh and uh because i lost in a best of three <laughs> yeah i had to get my face painted i we played the face painting wager and uh they were like you have to go get your face painted as a zombie uh so i got my face painted as fucking star child zombie is what i did <laughs> fucking no fucking round for me uh, if I'm going to get my face painted, I'm getting done up like Kiss <laughs> or nothing, motherfuckers. And then I got them to put some blood on the on the side just to, you know. Zombie it up a bit. Yeah. 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 I thought it worked out well, to be honest. Cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I lost like every game. Did you? Yeah. Well, yeah. I played uh, Miles. You know Miles? I know the name. Yeah. Uh, Used to be on Good Game as uh, oh, yep, yep. Dr. Daniil. Um, now he's um, dating Spanders. Yeah. But um, yeah, so he's pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. he, uh, we had kind of a close game, but he, he won. And um, then I played Dave Chang mm-hmm. twice. Right. And uh, the first time I got him down to one HP. Oh, oh man. man. Oh, no. And then he beat me more convincingly. And then I played against him and uh, the uh, the product manager from Asia Pacific region, <laughs> and like a three way. And then it turned kind of turned into me and Dave versus him because he was so good. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, my deck was dumb. I made a dumb deck. Oh, yeah. And uh, I kind of pulled a really good card too. I got uh, the new Planeswalker in this block, um, whatever her name is. Um, the Necromancer Lady. Mm. And uh, I got the foil version and the pre-release foil version, which has like a date on it. Oh, yeah. Because that's more special. Totes. And um, some of the volunteers made noises at me <laughs> for <laughs> getting it. And they were like, because <gasps> it was literally the first um, booster that I opened. Oh, yeah. You know, I sat down with my beer. I was like, all right, let's open some magic cards. And the first card I looked at was that. And they were just like, what? So, um, I don't know. They were freaking out so much about it. I was just like, look, you want it? And um, they were like, yeah. So, I just gave it to them. It's like, you you will enjoy this more than I will. <laughs> um, but uh, I still tried to play with it, and it didn't actually help me that much. Um, I brought out the Planeswalker, and then it got attacked straight away. And then 
I lost anyway. But then I came home and combined those cards with some of the cards that I've been getting for the last few blocks. Mm -hmm. And uh, I made like seven decks in one night because I've got so many damn cards now. And I think one or two of them might actually be good. So I'm keen to test them out. Yeah. You should play some of the uh, CNET guys. They they play a lot. They seem super into. Yeah, yeah. Dave was uh, Dave Chang was saying um, he like me. He had not played for like years and years and years, but then just recently got back into it. But he seemed like pretty serious about it. Like he knew what everything did, and uh, <laughs> he knew strategies. And yeah, I think he was overthinking what I was thinking in stages like you know that has like you get to a point where it's like you're getting in the mind of your opponent but if you're up against an opponent who is not actually like going on in his mind yep. then <laughs> you're you overthinking it, it. Yep. like he was doing that to me <laughs> <laughs> hmm. so I built a red and black deck uh, out of the cards that I ended up with um, and I had a pretty decent game against uh, Seamus um, mm. from CNET. Um, he ended up winning, um, but it was pretty close the whole way through. I think I got him down to um, – we were. I think we were both on about six at the end, uh, and then I just couldn't, couldn't finish it off, couldn't do it. Um, he ended up getting these two cards that um, basically uh, he had like equipment on both of them, um, which pretty much buffed them up their health um, quite high. And I just didn't have anything that could really get through that. Mm. Um, and then I drew, I think it was like seven or eight land cards straight, <laughs> um, which kind of screwed me up. Uh, after I, after we finished, I kept pulling cards out and there would have been about... I don't know, yeah, eight, eight or nine cards, just straight land cards. He was like, man, uh, that's shit. <laughs> just really bad luck. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, it was a lot of fun uh, playing playing against that deck. I, I didn't see um, – there's a bunch of new cards they've introduced in the um, in this Eldritch Moon. Um, and I saw a couple of them, but not all. So the ones that I did see um, were the meld cards where you can kind of – you get um, like two cards and you flip them over and it makes like this super card, like this giant transformer. Did you see any of those? Yeah, I did see those. Um, I got some. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So they they actually like, yeah, you flip them over and they make one big card. Yeah. Like a, just giant card. What? Hang on. Like Voltron. They like have to form together. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I, I had one where you'd like activated it by flipping it or whatever the fuck, but no. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the transform. Yeah, uh, but this is different. It's like this is t- as soon as two are on the same battlefield, then like lore-wise, they kind of like get distorted into each other, oh. um, and then they become some big super thing. So it can like there's uh, there's a rat card and a, like a, hu- a a human hunter card, where it's like if they get melded, they become this thing called chittering host, uh, which is like rat and people in one. And then uh, it can actually happen between non-creatures as well. So there's like this one where it's like a creature and then a land can do it. 
um, the land is kind of like a battlements kind of thing. And then the the creature is like some guys defending the battlements. Hmm. But then as soon as you have them in one, it turns into like a town, like the whole town's melded into itself. And then it starts walking and shit. Uh, So you flip them over and you make the big card on the back. So yeah, it looks pretty cool. Um, I'm not so sure. Like the other thing, what are the other ones that's got like the new additions? It's, I know emerges one. Yeah, the I think other I'm one missing. Sore is escalate. Um, I, that was oh, yeah. against me. <laughs> I do um, like escalate. Escalate's mm-hmm. cool. So that's like a, a card that has uh, multiple uh, spells that you can do by paying mana. Uh, yeah, so it's like you pay the cost, and then it might say escalate two. So it's like pay another two mana to have. It might have like three options there. Yeah. So you can like escalate it twice for like another four mana to get all three options yeah and i actually had yeah seamus had one of those and he just kept using against me which was yeah quite frustrating <laughs> which could be like because sometimes the escalate cost is like discard a card mm. which could work in with like madness decks and stuff like that delirium um, is that one of them delirium's from um it is a new introduction but i think that's from the innistrad uh, yeah, Strat, it's not from um, uh, yeah. Eldritch Moon. The other one is uh, Emerge. Uh, yeah, yeah that's like, the one I didn't see. I I think I'm missing the point of it because I don't think it's that great. Like um, that's the one where it's like uh, instead of paying the cost to cast the card, yeah, you can instead pay the Emerge cost and sacrifice a creature to bring out the card. Yeah, and it's usually like an Eldrazi creature that sort of like spawns or whatever from like a human or you know whatever whatever you sacrifice like it it emerges i'm an eldrazi now but like i was looking at the costs and uh almost everyone that i saw the emerge cost was only one less than the card cost so i was like it, it would really only be worth paying the emerge cost if you were sacrificing like little one one counters or something like that mm-hmm. Um, can it be anything? Because uh, fucking Nate played a card on me that was just—it was able to spawn like fucking five fucking zombies. Oh no, that's insane. A, that's a different one. Okay. Yeah. But, like, could you sacrifice one of those zombies? Yeah. Yeah. See, then, then suddenly there's a little bit of value. You've got. Yeah, I know the, you've got decks that are based around you know just like spawning heaps of one-one counters that are you know used to frustrate like if i attack with a nine nine you just block with a one one and you're like haha i can do this for days um so yeah i i guess it'd be good if you had one of those and you just emerge out of those but still it's like you're only saving one mana every time you do it Mm. so i don't know maybe i'm missing something maybe you can do something tricky like uh i don't know (laughs) like when something's about to die instead of letting it die you emerge i don't know something like that it just hmm. didn't seem that that cool to me, but I really yeah. like um, Escalate and I like Meld. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I didn't see. Um, yeah, I didn't see that emerge at all. And uh, like you, I just don't. Um, without seeing it in action or used properly, I, I'm not too sure about it yet. Yeah, um, there was a lot of people in that room that knew a lot more about Magic. Than <laughs> yeah, that was good though, because having those guys and girls around to kind of teach you helps helps a lot (laughs) yeah like am i doing this right like should i do you think i should play that card like most of the time um 
uh, like one of the guys that was helping us, was like, yeah, yeah, you, you're, you're doing fine, just keep keep going. Um, and and we would get some clarification on the way some things like worked, but otherwise we were pretty much on top of it, which is good because it means we're getting like the hang of it. Yeah. Um, and and the thing I like about it, and I say this all the time, is just the whole like getting all these cards and then figuring it out on the spot uh, and seeing what you can come up with. Mm. That's uh, that's yeah, that's what I like about it. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, they. I, I dropped by um, uh, Good Games, one of those like hobby stores. Yeah. To buy some more like sleeve protectors after I made my seven decks. And yeah. I was like, ah, oh, it's worked on me. They've got me spending money. Uh-huh. But um, I dropped by on like uh, Friday night, and they had some kind of event there. It was the one in Town Hall. Oh, okay. Um, yep. <clears throat> this is chock full of like magic players mm. so it must have been some kind of tournament or something but it seemed all pretty like lighthearted and pretty relaxed so i don't know maybe i'll bring a deck around there and just see how i go with my shitty little decks that i made should have taken in your pre-release cards beforehand <laughs> yeah <laughs> started playing shit that they hadn't seen before just i dropped fuck. by there i was there again today and oh. um someone had them oh yeah and uh people were freaking out about it they were like <laughs> could you just cover those up because I can't. I can't look at those. Like, because <laughs> they're just like, oh, I can't have them. So it's it's torturing me. They like. Well, they like to be surprised as well. I guess like opening up new cards uh, and finding out what you get. Yeah, I think they it, already know. Yeah, surely they would already know. Yeah, but like, I don't know. There's people like when we don't watch trailers, right? So it's, yeah, it's but this isn't going. the same. Like. Do you really want to be surprised halfway through a game to find out that the fucking other player gets to take your hand off you and then play your fucking hand for you for that turn? Because that's what my stupid fucking card does. <laughs> the casuals. Yeah. Don't like fucking dump it down. You're like, uh, 12, 12. Everything's fucking dead. Also, give me your hand because I'm playing this one for you. And you're like, uh, what? Hang on. No, no, no. I haven't seen any of this. What? No. Every one of those giant Eldrazi cards has something ridiculous about it. Um, it's goofy. Yeah, I was. I came up against a player. I was playing the online one, the Magic Duels, because um, I made like a video series for Kotaku. Mm. And um, this dude had like only like 10, 10 Eldrazi's, like, you know, that level of Eldrazi. Mm. And um, for the first three turns, he just played like lands and cards that got him more lands. Oh, yeah. And so, um, yeah, it was like by turn four or something, he was already bringing out these massive heavy hitters Sold. and uh, I was just like man I don't even know what you could do against that because they all have some weird ass effect when they come out as well like not only are they 10-10s but they like can exile your creatures and shit as well yeah and take away life and give you back life and all this kind of shit and yeah. yeah, like the other two is like Kozilek and I forget the other ones, but uh, the other ones, but there's two other like Eldrazi Titans that have like probably not as ridiculous as taking the other person's turn, but yeah, still kind of like, whoa, <laughs> like game ending shit. Yeah, hmm. the worst, the worst thing was uh, when Nate and I were playing, we switched hands at one point. So he played with my deck, I played with his. This was at the end of the night. And uh, he actually got to play my Emrakul, whatever his name is, Emrakul the Promised End. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. I never got to play Emrakul. <laughs> You're I, too busy putting land cards down. 
uh, yeah, I was I was too busy just trying to get that mana. Um, yeah, so I never actually got to play the card, but he did the first time he he did it, and uh, I could see it coming too. I knew it was coming, and uh, <laughs> so I told him the best strat on how to fuck me as hard as possible. And he didn't believe me either. He's like, oh, yeah, sure. I'm totally going to do that. And then uh, one of the uh, magic people walking around walks over and he's like, he reckons I should do this. And she's like, oh, shit, yeah. Oh, my God, yes, do that. He's fucked. Like, yeah, I know. I know I'm (laughs) fucked. I would have been fucked the moment Emrigal attacked anyway because I didn't have any way of stopping a 12-12 from killing me. But... (laughs) This guy reckons I should play the most powerful card in the expansion. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Seems pretty risky to me. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I had fun and I got my face painted. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. So uh, I was the real winner. Actually, I was I was saying on the night uh, that if I had won my best of three. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to get my face painted anyway. <laughs> it's fucking. Why wouldn't you, man? I love getting my face painted. Mm. So weird. It's so weird. It's like a. I don't know. It's like a fucking cat is licking your face the whole time, and then you look in the mirror and you look completely different. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I wanted to ask is, uh, obviously, comparing this to uh, games like Hearthstone, mm. um, I, I seem to notice that they're rolling out this like magic stuff quite quickly um like the extra cards and a lot um you know yeah. new mechanics and that sort of thing is is hearthstone doing the same thing or is it kind of just like whenever there's a new expansion that's when you get all the new cards yeah that's yeah you only get new cards with expansions or adventures yeah okay it just seems like they're magic um you know they're doing it a lot quicker is yeah, that is that the case uh, yeah, it seems like Magic might be going a bit quicker now. Uh, or maybe they just realized that they need to churn through a bit more to make money. Yeah. Or just like, keep people interested. I don't know. Like, I think they're learning from Hearthstone some stuff. And um, they're making big changes. Like, the the whole Eldrazi colorless thing is a big mm. change for Magic. It's mm. basically like forever it's been five mana types. And this is basically a sixth mana type and a sixth kind of magic. Yeah. With, you know, the whole exile thing is like really playing a lot with the graveyard and, um, yeah, all this stuff like meld and it's, it's big stuff. So, and then, and it's coming really fast. So I think people have taken notice. Like I, I see more people playing magic now and then they've got magic tools as well, which is still not as good a digital game as Hearthstone, but, like at least it's like a stable thing where your progress isn't going away. Yeah, that's good. Mm. Nice. I can't speak for Hearthstone, but yeah, I, I think they've stepped up their game on the magic side. I saw that. Um, I saw Kotaku post about some <laughs> some hilarious card in Hearthstone. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know. I need more info. Some kind of fucking game-ending card where it's like uh, for every spell you've cast in the game yeah, it Saron. casts a random spell yeah, against a random unit <laughs> spectacular <laughs> man I built I built my uh, Yogg and Load deck which is a uh, it's a hunter deck right uh, where it's built built around this card called Lock and Load 
where uh, every time you cast a spell while lock and load is on, you gain a hunter card. And so what you want to do is you trigger lock and load and then you dump as many fucking spells as you can on the board. And hopefully you get more hunter spells in the mix and so you dump them on the board as well. And then by turn 10, you dump your yog and see what see what fucking happens. And uh, 60% of the time, it works every time. Um, <laughs> it is the dumbest. F- like, I will... But whenever I'm playing... Like, whenever I'm playing that deck, I will straight up... <laughs> like, fuck myself just so I could play the yog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have, like, lethal. I'll be sitting on lethal for fucking five turns waiting for yog to come out. And he'll be chipping me away, chipping me away, and then fucking Yogg will finally come out. I've got three health left. He's still well within lethal range because I, I don't let him get out of lethal range. I just, yeah. you know, make sure I've got it uh, in hand. And then I'll drop Yogg and Yogg will fucking <clears throat> fire three damage straight into my face and I'll die instantly. And I'll be like, yeah, well, I had that one coming. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. It's spectacular. That's- it is the most Hearthstone of cards, man. It yeah. is like perfect Hearthstone. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And it's it's taken people until now to realize it. <laughs> but, um, like it had to go to that extreme. <laughs> but um, it's, it's, some people were literally like, geez, I think it's getting a bit RNG. <laughs> but, uh, what? I like the magic is like. Oh, amazing. Like there's. Still, the only RNG I can think of in Magic is the deck shuffle. Yeah. It stayed clear of it. But you can still get fucked by that deck yeah. shuffle. You can get oh. super fucked. Hmm. I always go a little bit heavy on the mana. Yeah. That's my preference. Just to make sure you don't get boned. But I'm shit. No one should listen to me. Absolutely no one should listen to my deck building advice. <laughs> like I'm also a fan of like single color decks, but I, I just can't make it work. I'm not good enough. Right cool yeah it's fun it's good fun good fun all right let's do some news and wrap this motherfucker up yeah big episode um <clears throat> what do we got news ftc dispute against uh, warner brothers oh uh, yeah so we talked about this last week no we didn't yes we did did we yes it was our breaking news oh what was uh, it and i'd like to issue <clears throat> a retraction i said some nasty things about pewdiepie <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it turns out he was in the clear the whole time. Uh, but, you know, it was breaking news at the time, and uh, I jumped to some conclusions, and fuck it. No, PewDiePie has always seemed pretty good, to be honest. Uh, he's always seemed pretty on the level for uh, someone who I can't watch for the life of me. Um, so, yeah, uh, I was off. But, uh, yeah. Uh, he makes up the majority of the money earned on revenue from the... Um, or at least the majority of the views from the Warner Brothers campaign with Shadows of uh, of Mordor. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't he know. kind of yeah, he did sort of he did say it, didn't he? Yeah, well, he was he was marking that it was a sponsored post, uh, but it just didn't meet the FTC's rigid guidelines, mm. and uh, like, yeah. He, sh- he should cop a little bit for that, but he was attempting to do the right thing. Yeah, and this what was also of- before the, the guidelines were introduced on YouTube. That's true, yeah. What implications does that have for Australian YouTubers? Because, like, if their data is being stored overseas but they live here, like, what what do they have to comply to? 
That's a good question because YouTube is uh, based out of the US, so I presume it has to adhere to FTC regulations, right? Because uh, YouTube pays the money, right? Yeah, and and I guess they're publishing there too. So I guess yeah. if they want to publish in the US, then yeah, if the yeah. money comes from the US and the publishing comes in the from the US, then I suppose they have to adhere to the US's laws. Mm. If it looks like a yank <laughs> and it smells like a yank. Did you go a little bit Australian when you were saying that? No. It sounded like you did. Looks like a yank. Don't know what you're talking it's about. No spoon. Wait, fuck off, eh? <laughs> um, Nintendo NES Mini. Uh, it's a little thing that you might have recognized as uh, an emulator. Um, a hundred dollar emulator. Uh, yeah, is yeah. I like to back. I got own. one of those when it was called a Raspberry Pi. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and uh, or my mobile phone, and it plays better <laughs> games than fucking NES games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sure. Uh, I'm better sure games than NES games. You're crazy. Shit. You're what? crazy. It's got Mario Brothers. The bad versions. Raspberry Pi plays SNES games. Where's the SNES Mini? What's the fucking point? That's the next thing. Yeah. Oh, you paid $100. I like my favorite joke out of this NES, Nintendo NES Mini thing was uh, Nintendo announces the Nintendo NX. (laughs) 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 And I had a picture of this thing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. I laughed. Um, Yeah, no, 30 30 games. um, what's, What's the fucking standout out of them? I think it's the one that I'd play. Mario Brothers. No, they're all pretty good. No, they're not. Mega Man. I'd not. Zelda. Zelda. Oh, uh, yeah, it would have been Zelda. Um, but yeah, like... Bunch of good ones. But fucking $100 and... That's silly. Get the fuck out of here. It's I mean, people are freaking out about it. Yeah. It's sold out. out. People are stupid. People and are the controller has to plug into... That sort of like secondary controller thing that the Wii has, like yeah. that kind of port. Yeah, unbelievable. Like everyone thinks Apple has the cult of Apple on lock, but Nintendo, man, holy shit! Yeah, yeah. If Nintendo released a game where they told you to fucking kill everyone, <laughs> people would fucking go at it. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how many times you can actually um, just repackage this nostalgia and just say, hey, remember that thing from your childhood? Right. I mean, probably forever, but. Yeah, probably. They'll probably find a way to do it forever. Probably. Yep. Uh, Hitman's newest elusive target is Gary Busey. And uh, this was a mistake, Luke. So I don't even have Hitman, so I don't know why you'd slip him into a fucking <laughs> Hitman. I got you good, you fucker. Uh, best fucking, the sneakiest. Yeah. The sneakiest of sneaks. Have you checked your background wallpaper lately? Oh, God. Oh, God. Is it? Are you looking? Can you see it? I don't see any Gary Busey. No, the other corner. Fuck off. I, I, there's like I've got a picture of a rock face. Yeah, I saw it, like a face in it. And whose like, face is it? Oh God! Yeah, like, there's no. You have to spin your monitor upside down, and then ah, uh, of course. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, um, yeah, pretty weird. 
Gary Busey will do anything these days. I hear this game is pretty good, actually. I have also heard that. Um, I'd like to get into it, especially yeah. now that I've got my 1070. See how it looks. But, like, where, why the fuck is Gary Busey in this? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Eh? But he, it's not the first time he's done game-related shit, right? Was he in, like... Um, he was in the advertising campaign for Call of Duty, wasn't Duty, he? Yeah. Opposite um, Mr. Brady. Okay. I think. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I, um, I watched Lethal Weapon the other night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Lethal 1. The first one. Yeah. He's the bad guy in that. Is he? Uh, yeah. Man, I'm going to rewatch it. Mm. i got a four-pack. I'll, I'll rewatch two of them. <laughs> I have the four-pack as well. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, anyway, just thought that was uh, amusing. And uh, finally, uh, you two. You two? The band? No, you, you and you. You, oh. Jung, and you, Luke. Yeah. Oh, good day. Uh, no, no mentioning this anywhere else. Uh, this is strictly embargoed until <laughs> Friday at twelve oh one a.m. Yep. Um, the Boomers, the Australian Boomers, will be featured alongside Team USA as the only international teams in NBA two K seventeen. Oh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um. Uh, I did some looking into it, and it looks like it's because uh, those two teams have four NBA champions on them. <laughs> uh, and they're the only two teams with four NBA champions on them. Oh, there you go. So, yeah. Oh, so um, they can just put them in there and just change the uniform. Yeah, nearly an entire team. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, with no Dante Exum, no... Um, who's the dude who got drafted? Simmons. Ben Simmons. No, Ben Simmons and maybe no Bogut. Uh, the Boomers okay. might not do all that well at, at, at Rio. Ah. It might be a bit of a rough one. Also, um, I saw a picture of their beds today. So the training, like the trainers, the staff yeah. got in and uh, the rooms are double rooms, like two beds, and uh, just barely fit a bed in them mm, yeah two beds in them um so usually they need to extend the beds for the basketball players so that they can actually sleep on them and uh there might not even be enough room to extend the beds which is pretty fucking hilarious yeah uh but yeah know, um, that's pretty cool bogut is on the team he's currently on the team but he might not you don't think he'll play i don't know i don't know i think we'll see yeah <clears throat> um Sorry, yeah. Delhi will carry us. Yeah. He's a champion, man. Paddy Mills. Champion spirit. Yeah. Paddy Mills. Double champions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a exclusive. exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I'm pretty sure I'm the only games journalist who knows that, apart from you two now. So yeah. Ooh. Pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so that'll be announced on Friday. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's just cool that Australia made the cut. Um, obviously, yeah. obviously our team will not match the might of Team USA, but uh, yeah, might get a medal. And uh, I think it's it's a really cool honor for the fucking NBL players who will now be 
put into an NBA 2K game. It's pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, that's all we got. Nice. We should wrap things up then. We should wrap things up. Yes. Um, yeah. Podcast, you can find us on iTunes, Android, and the Windows Store. You can also check us out on Facebook.com slash the GA Podcast, uh, Twitter.com slash the GA Podcast, or our website, which is gapodcast.com. Uh, you can also email us at the GA Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know um, what, uh, what you've been playing lately. And uh, maybe you've got into magic because we've been talking about it a lot. What cards do you like? Let us know. I don't know. I'm just thinking of suggestions. You know what I mean? Totes. Maybe you're on. Who's your favorite NBA player? Yeah. <laughs> Is it Kevin Durant? Because fuck you if so. <laughs> All um. right. Cool. Um, so anything happening for you, Job, this week? Well, yeah, that news I just spoiled. Um, <laughs> my Overwatch interview should be up. Uh, and you won't get to see it, but a World of Warcraft preview will go live. And I suppose I will have most of the work done on a game I'm not allowed to talk about this week. So, yeah. Which one's that? What is wrong with you? Is it Half-Life 3? <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, anyway. Is it Half-Life 2 Episode 3? I can't comment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Jung, what's going on? Oh, geez. Um, well, there's a series of magic videos on Kotaku that just went up. Um, like magic, like like you doing tricks. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Cool. That's what I do now. Yep. Um, no, no, they're illusions, Luke. Oh, <laughs> illusions. Again. No, no, these are actual magic tricks. Are something a whore does for money. <laughs> These are, um, I I learned actual magic, literal magic. Literal magic. And uh, there's the puzzle thing on Kotaku as well. So, um, yeah, um, I think recently, not in this game and form, but the one that came out before it, there was a big look. I did a big thing on the Holoverse up on the Gold Coast. Um, So it's like holographic rooms aiming to be like a theme park type thing. Uh, so check that out in Game Informer. I've got other stuff in Game Informer too, and uh, the yeah the the puzzle thing on Kotaku is a really big thing. So um, mm. see if you can solve that shit. Right. Good luck. Do it. What what do they have to go to to investigate this thing? Um, uh, I mean, if you Google like Kotaku Netflix Stranger Things, you'll find it. Cool. Um, I don't know if we can like link people somewhere, but um, yeah, there's just like a main competition announcement post, which is the same as the post that you'd go to put your entry into. Um, and then other than that, uh, it also kind of points you, that post points you to the first puzzle post just to be <coughs> like, Hey, this is what the puzzle post looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, and then it gives you the dates that the next puzzle posts are going to be up. Uh, but other than that, just like look for the puzzle post find it and cool. solve it is it going to be like inside where you have to move blocks around um i can't i can't reveal that at this time <laughs> it is isn't it? i can neither confirm or deny that you hold right and that is it <laughs> thought i'd go for something different and no, you hold left just say left oh yeah. shit 
<laughs> this is the real frog fractions too. Uh, it's Kotaku. All right. I think that's oh. it. We can wrap it up, right? That was yes, a lot. Yes, we can. Good. Yeah. yeah, good episode. Um, I've got a lot of stuff happening um, uh, in the next like week or two, like heaps of things. So hopefully I have more to talk about then. I mean, like two games or something, three games that have come through. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and some preview stuff. So this thing's happening just slowly. Uh, anyway, you can find me at uh, twitter.com slash Glory. Job is at... Joby Jojo. And Jung's on there as well. But you don't the post. Junglist. The Junglist. You do post, don't you? Sometimes. Uh, not often. But not often. Um, cool. All right, that's it. Jeremy, thanks for coming on and chatting about all your games. There's a lot. Yeah. 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 Been playing. Mostly all of that was like like in, in the space of a couple recent days. <laughs> Just because like I was so busy with the puzzle stuff and freelance work. Yeah. So like really all that's like incredibly recent. And up until that point, I wasn't playing any games. Cool. Cool. Nice. All yeah. Right. Let's uh, let's wrap things up then. Let's get out of here. It's getting late. All right. Bye. So. Bye.